upgrade your phone, TapTechOnline.com can help you get the best deals for any phone you're looking for. Some of the newest phones from Samsung to Apple for an affordable price, TapTech will help you get the phone you want. TapTechOnline.com, you can find smartwatches as well as the Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds on TapTechOnline.com. And if you can't find it on the website, let them know what you're looking for and they'll find it for you. TapTechOnline.com, that's TapTechOnline.com, T-A-B-T-E-C-H, online.com, and tell them the Gems of Juice podcast sent you. So you qualify. Little B appreciation day. Fucking legend. My dick. All day, nigga. Honey million, nigga. Let's go. I'ma fuck your bitch, nigga. I'ma fuck your hoe, nigga. Twam's in my bag like I'm sipping on a phone, nigga. Finna hit the room with your bitch. Started sucking. I'm going grill. Sign- fuck your sister and your cousin. Aw, <laughs> oh, damn. We not playing with y'all. This guy, you got bitches. Aw, oh, damn. Free Gucci, man. Well, damn, my partner told me, he said, B, you gonna die with bitches. He said, you got bitches on... Fucking legend, man. And you a goddamn pretty boy. I'ma die with 30 bitches on my dick, 100 bitches on my dick, 30 bitches on my dick. I got bitches, cuz. I got bitches, cuz. Aw, oh, damn. Base guy, pretty boy. Aw, oh, damn, I got bitches. Ah, oh, fuck. Cause I'm that fucking rich. The gems and juice. Let's go. Let's go. Hoes off the ass, we even do the cousins. Young bass guy, fuck your bitch like it's nothing. Hoes on my dick, cause I look like Jesus. Bitch, I want a million. Rest in peace to Regis. Swear like one time, two. Like, that's just how I do. Woo. Swear I park my car. 
now fuck your bitch. Eat that one time soup. Wait like one time soup. You ain't done. Let's go. Shout out to Lil B, man. <laughs> I like the mix, man. I like it. Those are my favorite uh, Lil B songs, too. So I fuck with it. It's, it's crazy because back in the day uh, when he was making this music, we were all kind of laughing at it, but it was more of a damn. This shit kind of sound hard, but it's stupid. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize how much he changed the game. <laughs> I guess people don't really talk about it. But the stuff he's he was doing back in 2011, 2010, people are still doing it now. So he's an unappreciated legend. He really is, man. And like some of the stuff, like I feel like him and Soldier Boy took the blows for what the culture became because Lil B could never go mainstream, man. Like his music yeah. was too crazy. Mm -hmm. But people took bits and pieces of his music and his sound and you made it more mainstream and they got big off of that. But yeah, uh, you a hundred like the first time I heard Lil B, the first song I heard was a like a Martian song. Me too. And I was like, dog, what the <laughs> fuck is this, man? Yeah. Some people were acting like it was hot. Some people were just disgusted. And it was the most ridiculous thing I had ever heard at that point. But like you said, like it grows on you, man. His yeah. music, the, his sound, the stuff he was rapping on, he made Clams Casino hot. You know, <laughs> like he 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 was rapping on beats that nobody else was doing man he was doing it on youtube before people was on youtube like that he was on soundcloud before people were on soundcloud like that so yeah he innovated a whole lot man he's kind of the godfather of this current generation man yeah man and, uh, yeah shout out to little b who follow everybody by the way on twitter yep. <laughs> everybody but me man I, I wonder how rare <laughs> i wonder how rare it would be to get little b on the podcast i wonder do we do that type of stuff or is he just low-key Ah, he probably would, man. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he. I, I I don't know what the last interview is that he did. I, I know never, he was on ESPN. I never saw that. Yeah, that was rant. I forgot about that. Yeah, he he like because, cursed somebody, cursed the uh, one of the teams. I want to say it was the what team was it? It, it was several things. First <laughs> off, it was the beef with Kevin Durant. That's what it was because yep. uh something something happened, and I forget how it started, but I do know that Kevin Durant said that he had never heard of Lil B. He don't know who Lil B is. And and then, you know, they, of course, they pull up the old tweets, and Kevin Durant was tweeting about Lil B like five years before he said that. So, <laughs> and, and he made that, fuck Kevin Durant, yeah. that, that song. The that Lil, shit was hard, yeah, too. The Lil, <laughs> yeah. The Lil B curse. Yeah, the Lil yes. B curse. Yes, that's, that's what, where the curse started. That's I think. what, yeah, that's what it was, and um, that's the year uh, KD went to the finals. Yeah, he lost to LeBron. Yes, I mean people are <laughs> saying, "Wow, there's a little B curse, man." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he did it. He also did it to James Harden because James Harden was doing the cooking thing after he was hitting threes, and Lil B was like, "Hey, man, just pay respect and like that." That's my that's my cooking shit. I, I invented yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And of course, James Harden was like, I don't think he ever commented on it, but he cursed James Harden too. So yeah. maybe that's why we never got a that, championship. Yeah, with that James curse Harden. is still going on, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Well, we'll see. We'll know the curse might be legit if he loses with this Nets team. Yeah. Because this Nets team he's on right now is fucking stacked, dog. Yeah. They got he just got Blake, Blake Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. 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 A lot of people was talking about, oh, well, you know, that team is blah, 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 blah. 
I'm like, man, I, LeBron gonna have a handful. <laughs> like you could like it's already out there that you know low-key lebron having trouble with kd <laughs> mm-hmm. like outside of that first uh championship like he he never beat kd like that <laughs> so I, I don't know man <laughs> this this next team might run the table i think they might man and kevin durant is like barely played too man yeah. they got to remember that he'll be fully healthy by the time the playoffs come and like i don't see anybody taking him out in the east and LeBron, like he said, he's going to have his hands full, man. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the Rockets get a high draft pick because they're probably going to finish last at this yeah. rate. 15-game losing streak, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But we got Kevin Porter. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the things we people get excited about now as Rockets fans make yeah. me sick, dog. Like, <laughs> Man, look, I just – man, let me tell you what somebody just tweeted, and I had to respond to it. Somebody said, I still can't believe the Cavs gave up Kevin Porter Jr. away for free, LOL. They traded four draft picks to get him just to throw him away. Dude is 20 and loaded and all this other stuff. But I'm like the situ- a lot of people don't know the situation he, uh, Kevin Porter had with the Cavs. This dude called a gun charge. <laughs> he, oh, I forgot about he, that. He called a gun charge this, this summer. And uh, th- thankfully, he got that dropped. But he was a problem in the locker room. Like I think he, I think he might have had like some type of big meltdown in the locker room where they had to get rid of him. <laughs> like they were either going to waive him or uh, trade him. So the Rockets were the one that you know wanted to trade for him. They only got they only traded a second round pick for it. But people going around like the Cavs just gave him up out of nowhere. Like, he was just this cool player, and they just <laughs> released him. Like, nah, he was a problem in the locker room. It was nothing they could do. And it, and the four draft picks they traded was like four second-round picks to get into the uh, the, the late first round. So yeah. they traded like four second-round picks, which is nothing. Like, like give me a like, – like, the Cavs wasn't going to hit on no second-round pick. <laughs> so that was pretty much pennies. But people acting like, oh, shit, we just came off of a, you know, we just got somebody nobody was really looking into. Yeah, people people always look at stars after the fact. And if they had bounced around a few teams, you'll be like, how could they have not seen this? Jeremy Lin was one, too. The Rockets <laughs> had him at first, and they let him go. And then they're like, like he was not that Jeremy Lin with the Rockets. People got to understand yeah. that. Yeah. And he was never that Jeremy Lin again outside of Dan Tony's system. <laughs> uh, and also the same thing with D'Angelo Russell. When he got traded to the Nets and he started balling out, everybody was like, man, how could the Lakers just give up D'Angelo Russell? Like, it was a locker room problem with him. He had to go. Yeah. Like, with that whole thing with, uh, what's his name? Uh, what was that nigga's name? Oh, um, ch- Swaggy P. Cheated, uh, Swaggy P. Nick Young. <laughs> Nick Young. That's right. <laughs> Nick Young. Yeah, that whole thing with him snitching on him. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he had to go at that point. It was a locker room issue. So, yeah, shit like that happens in the NBA, man. But we'll yeah. talk about sports in a little bit. Yeah. Um, some more Texans shit to talk about, too. We'll finally break some stuff down. <laughs> but first off, man, we introducing the podcast. Jay Prince, let him know what it is. The gems and juice. Yes, we are back at it. We are doing it again. Uh, great conversation coming up soon with my boy Leroy Cook. Um, promoting his new single. Also talking about some legendary Houston artists that he went to school with and some cool memories and also the importance of working together and creating a good creative community. Great conversation. Stay tuned for that. 
Uh, but first off, man, Figgy, daily check-in, a weekly check-in as it is. Yeah. How you been, bro? I've been good, man. I've, I've been in a pretty good mood. And, you know, after, you know, talking to Leroy, I'm more. I'm in a more better mood right now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. Everything positive. I have nothing negative to say right at this moment. Until, unless we get into the <laughs> podcast, then that might change. But um, everything is good, man. Everything good. That's good to hear, man. Uh, have you seen any uh, um, dramatic events going on with the mass mandate and things being open again? Because now it has officially like been a week, well, a few days since the mass mandate ended and the governor allowed businesses to be open 100 uh, percent. Have you seen anything, any dramatic changes on your end that you've seen? Um, in person, I really didn't see anything too dramatic. I did go into a jewelry store this week to get some um some stuff clean and um it was a lady that worked there she was walking around with no mask first of all when i walked in everybody had their mask under their nose mm-hmm. so i'm just like man that's already like the, i know these dudes got the rona at this point if they walking around like that but um the lady was walking around with no mask in sight and she was just talking and um and then she kind of came up to me like oh yeah um I, I, um yeah ju- uh what's his name governor abbott said that the mandate is over for the mass and blah 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 and so what's the difference between that and harris county because harris county keeps saying you have to wear your mask and she was just kind of all in my grill i was just like lord like first of all lady back up <laughs> like you too damn close mm-hmm. but just to me just having that conversation is irritating like it, that shouldn't even be a it shouldn't even be a debate. Like I don't understand why Abbott said you know the the mask mandate is lifted. Like it, it like it was literally no problem wearing the mask. Like it, like it it was around this time last year where you know people said you had to wear the mask, and I I kind of understood it because it was new for us. But mm-hmm. at this point now, a year later, people are so used to wearing a mask. If you feel naked without a mask, so I just don't understand why he lifted this mandate of the uh, wearing a mask. And now you go, you gonna have people saying, "Oh well, Abbott said you don't have to wear a mask, so I'm not wearing a mask." Yeah, and it's unfortunate that he put businesses in that position. I think it being a government mandate made it a lot easier to be enforced. But now, you like you said, you're going to have people coming in. And I, I've heard people complain about HEB, talking about HEB don't enforce the mask uh, mandate. But it's like, what can you really do as an employee? You got to imagine this from the employee situation. You know, they're just there to work. And so if you got it, you can't have a cop at every single store and every single grocery store to enforce the mask mandate, man. That's up to the employees. And if you put in a kid, some 17-year-old kid, supposed to get into an argument with a grown-ass man who it's an open carry state, he might have a fucking gun on him, man. Mm -hmm. And he got to argue with a a man or woman about wearing a mask if they really don't want to wear a mask and they want to talk about this is is Texas. And who like you don't want to put these employees in that position to, to have to be confronted or get into a confrontation with somebody who don't want to wear a mask. So that's why they don't enforce it like that. You know, they have the sign saying you got to wear a mask, but really, uh, and, and then when he, when he said in the press conference that we can't 
arrest people for not wearing masks and all that stuff. So it's like, okay, what is the threat to not wear a mask then? So, yeah. so it's about to be a whole bunch of fights, and we exactly we, we seen one in the Uber uh, with with the Uber driver. Yeah, was, the woman who coughed on a dude. Yeah, so it's some gonna, crazy shit. It's gonna be more stuff like that. It's gonna be more viral videos. Is is going is is going to look ugly, and I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm okay with them, you know, opening up the businesses to 100% capacity. The, it it been a year. It, it been a hard year for a lot of businesses. Some didn't make it. Some barely making it. So I get that part. But it was it was no purpose to you know get rid of the mask thing because all these businesses still go by the same rules of wearing the mask. So I, I just don't get it. It, it. To me, he could have just left that out and everything would have been just fine. I agree, man. I agree. So we'll see how things go. Um, also, the the president himself is saying that he predicts things will be back to normal by July 4th. So we'll That's see how that quick. goes, man. It kind of <laughs> is, man. And I... I, I I don't want to get on my political shit, man, Uh-oh. but it does kind of seem like since Biden got elected, now it's like the pandemic is ending. But I'm wondering if it's like, I don't know. The, the narrative has changed so much. When it was Trump, it was like he's it, handling it the worst. But I don't see much difference in what Biden has done. You know, he didn't announce anything could be locked down or any like he didn't really change. Only thing he did was not tweet stupid. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> you know? that's, so. that's clearly the only thing. And, and that was my only problem with, you know, President Trump at the time. Like, one, I, that's why I was OK with him leaving, because we won't get these tweet storms and. Yeah. And like these inconsiderate tweets about certain shit that happens. And that's and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation right there on top of the problem. So mm-hmm. th- that's the one I guess that's the one positive thing. But I agree, man. It's we like I don't understand people saying, "Oh yeah, well he's doing a great job." Like I really don't know what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can't really point and say, "Oh yeah, you know he handled that well." The vaccine would have been rolled out no matter who the president was. So. Like, I don't see his handling of the pandemic to be any different aside from the tweets and ignorant press conferences, maybe. But he's not saying to drink bleach. Yeah. (laughs) So there's that. But honestly, I think any president who was elected probably would have did the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think it's nothing to clap about yet. Yeah. I I think this is kind of (laughs) normal. Very true, man. But uh, it, it is a, a great, great, great weekend. Um, people getting their stimulus checks. So I hope mm-hmm. y'all getting y'all stimmies, man. I hope y'all get that extra money in your account this weekend. You get to do something special. Uh, what are your plans for the stimmy, Figgy? You got any? <laughs> Honestly, going to bills, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because I really, uh, I was thinking about what I wanted to do with it, but I really don't have anything I really want to do. The only thing I've been really entertaining was a um a, a PS5. Okay. But I kind of don't even need it though because I know I ain't going to play it all like that. <laughs> I'll play it for like a good week and then probably end up playing it once a month if that. <laughs> so I, I necessarily don't need that. I probably if if I just had the, the money for it laying around and you know, it's nothing then I would probably get it. But uh, the Snimmy going to hospital bills and all that shit from when I had COVID. Which I feel you, man. Up. 
<laughs> I feel you, man. That, that's how my last Emmy went too, man. I had to go get some stuff done, and then that bill hit, and that was a whole thing, man. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, ho- hopefully I get to spend this on something. But hopefully y'all get to uh, have some fun with your stimulus or or use it to get by if you really need it because, you know, people do really need it. Should have been more. Should have been. This motherfucker said $2,000 mm-hmm. checks. Yeah. This ain't no $2,000 <laughs> check, Joe. You yeah. lied to us. <laughs> Don't count that 600 from the orange man. Yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to be your $2,000 check. Yeah. And I'll take fourteen hundred over nothing, yeah. but nah, it was supposed to be two k. Yeah, and, what, and what's up with the student loan relief? Yeah, that too, that too. Yeah, that I, 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 I'm wondering. I don't know. I need, I need that though. That's what I really need. I would have taken a student loan forgiveness over all the stimulus me checks because that's what I need the most, man. Yeah, me too. I, yeah, so I, yeah, that yeah, I 100 agree with that. I would take that. And I, I think my, these presidents need to stop saying that, man, because ain't nobody going to get rid of that. I feel like that's just the number one reason to get people to vote for you is to say, yes. oh, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of student student loan debt and blah, 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 blah. Nobody no, they, can they do can't. That. They can't even raise a minimum wage, man. Like, how the fuck is a minimum wage still seven dollars and something yeah, in 2021, that's insane. man? That's insane, man ridiculous so they can't even do that but we'll see we this ain't no political podcast man. Yeah. you have to get these takes off though so uh what what's going on this week man we gotta get to the winner man oh yeah oh yeah 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 so we told y'all we gonna bless y'all you got stimulus checks and you getting head earbuds man so hit our music man we got another winner got the drum of sam yes okay hold on <laughs> the winner of the second giveaway. So oh, I like this. It's very dramatic. The second <laughs> giveaway, the second March giveaway of the Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds is Israel Santos. <laughs> Israel, you have won a pair of Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds. They are very, they are noise canceling. They are stereo sound. People still brag about stereo sound. <laughs> <laughs> they, they will let you listen to your audio at the highest quality possible. And it is all due to Tab Tech LLC, man. TabTechOnline.com is the website. Purchase your earbuds there. Purchase your phones there. Purchase. That is it right there. The Samsung yep. Galaxy Live I earbuds the case in a fancy too. case. I like it. This Nintendo Switch, I fuck with that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like that case. Uh, so, yes, you will enjoy your new pair of earbuds. And we have two more giveaways this month. Two. Two more giveaways. So, y'all still got a chance to win. Like we said, this ain't no win a PS5, 100,000 people competing to win it. It ain't you have a solid chance of winning this contest, man, but you gotta follow the rules. And the rules are you have to like the contest post on the Gems and Juice podcast page. And you also have to be following Tab Tech LLC on Instagram. And you have to be subscribed to our YouTube page. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Three man. things. You can do that in stealth. This is the easiest and way to enter a contest I ever seen in my life, man. It is. You ain't got to drop no personal information. You ain't got to drop a cash app. You ain't even got, you ain't even got to post <laughs> nothing. People be acting funny about posting something on their page. Yes. You ain't even got to do that. All you got to do is just yes. follow TabTech underscore LLC on Instagram. Like that contest post and subscribe to us on, on YouTube. 
Gems and Juice. That's it. And the YouTube page is fire, man. You should be anyway, because we post some good interviews there and some good content. But yes, two more chances to win. Just follow the rules. We will announce the next winners next week. But congratulations, Israel Santos. Thank you for fucking with the podcast. Thank you for fucking with Tap Tech. This giveaway is brought to you by Tap Tech Online, Tap Tech LLC, taptechonline.com. You get your, your fire accessories, your fire phones and whatnot. So that man has been a long time supporter of the podcast and he has a good business going on. So check it out, people. Yeah. I got a hot take about the uh, Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds, too, by the way. Go ahead. I think Don't they, say they trash. No, <laughs> I think they better than the, um, the Apple AirPods. Oh, I mean, I, it, I, 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 so. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I think so. A lot of people, I think, of course, uh, you know, obviously Apple, they promote themselves like they're the best thing since sliced bread. But I like these better than my Apple uh, AirPods. I, I mean, look, the, the most popular headphones are usually not the best ones. You know, the Beast by Dre were never considered to be the best headphones in the market, but they were just the most popular ones. So everybody bought them. Same thing with the AirPods, man. Like Apple makes it. Apple don't make the best anything, but mm-hmm. they make the most popular ones. So everybody wants to get it. Their phones are dope. Though. I'll give their, their the iPhone is dope. Yeah. But everything else is like you could you could probably get better quality for less um, anywhere. And these phones, these earbuds ain't. It, uh, ain't cheap, by the way. They're, they're not, not cheap. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna say the price, but they ain't cheap, man. This is quality <laughs> content, quality pod, quality earbuds here. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They probably are better than the uh, AirPods. Yeah, man. they they sound better. They got the noise cancellation in there, and uh, yeah, I found myself using these more than the, than the AirPods. So yeah, I, man. I shout be, out, I, yeah, shout out to Tab, man, for hooking me up. Appreciate it, Tab. Uh, and yeah, y'all check out the site. Get you some earbuds yourself if you don't win the contest because there's still some solid quality earbuds, man. And yeah. you got to fuck and, with it. And I think he's doing a special, too, if you go to the website. I think he's doing my, I think he might be doing 30% off. Oh, so, so, yeah, let's check. So, yeah. Check it out. I think, yeah. I think he, I, I saw t- Tab promoting that. So, um, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, okay, so check out the special. Uh, I don't see on the website, but he might be doing it. You might be doing it. Plus, tell him you you heard. You might get a special discount if you tell him you came from the Gen Z podcast, man. <laughs> he, he might hook you. I'm not gonna guarantee you what he gonna give you, but he might he might bless you a little bit if you say you came from the Gen Z podcast, man. So drop that in there when you visit this site and buy something. So, mm-hmm. all right. So on to the topics of the week. So we talked about verses. We've been talking about verses ever since it started, man. Um, the Raekwon and Ghostface one is supposed to be this week, right? Or is it next week? Uh, I don't even know the date. I, I ain't even know the date. It might be this week. Let me look it up real quick. I want to say, I thought it was this week. It might be tomorrow, but maybe not. March 20th. So next week it is. Okay. But anyway, that's not the big news of verses this week, though. The big news is that Swiss Beats and Timbaland sold verses to Triller. So it is no longer a black owned <laughs> event slash company slash whatever. They are now it is now owned by Triller. Um, so, yeah, it seems like all the black black things we're supposed to support are now <laughs> being sold to white people. First title. 
now uh, versus. So how are you supposed to support black when y'all keep selling black? Huh? Y'all sold BET. BET's white on now too. Like how are you supposed to support black if y'all keep selling black stuff, man? Come on now. Is that the end goal? Is that the end goal for all black businesses to eventually be bought out by white ones? Hmm. Hmm, Figgy. I don't know, man. I, but honestly, I'm okay with this. I, I'm okay with this because if you look at look at how they started this, they started it on Instagram Live, just going back and forth playing music. So it it wasn't even a thing. It was more of a thing to help us, you know, get through the quarantine during the pandemic. So um, it, it it just took off, man. It, it started with just him and his buddies, you know, Tim and Swiss playing music back and forth in the car and now it blew up to this and uh we we talked about it on this podcast how we think versus is kind of losing steam as far as like you know people really wanting it you know watch it because people going back to work people don't have time to sit there on instagram live and watch something like that people out and about so i to me i think i kind of look at this as a stock you you kind of see this stock going down a little bit so he he got what he can for it, and you know, the rest is history. Because if just imagine if they held on to this, you know, it could have went, it could have went falling all the way down, where they, you know, it might not even got anything for for it. So I I think I think it was smart for them to do this. I I think they still have some ownership in it, and I think it's a friendly, I, I think it's a friendly deal for the artists that participated in it. But um, I kind of look at it as a good thing, man. Like I, I know it's not technically black owned now, but they they made a profit off of it. They they bought this stock, and this stock was you know at its highest moment, and they sold it. I I I think it was a good deal for them. Yeah, it probably was. I mean, I'm not gonna congratulate two rich people for getting even richer. I mean, it's good for them, I guess. But I mean, they would have been good if they never even thought of this financially. So I'm sure they would have made it. But I mean, yeah, I I think we've probably seen the best of verses by now. Um, I think it'll probably go kind of downhill from here on. I think we'll see it more like it'll probably better be better produced and better planned. But I think the organicness and. Like the stuff we loved about it is kind of over now. Plus the matchups, they can only go down from here. I think we've we've seen the I, peak. I think I think it's gonna be way more to it now. I I know we've seen all the people we wanna see. But yeah, I think I, I, I think the labels are about to get involved with this more. I think it'd be more versus with like Ed Sheeran and Jason yes. Derulo <laughs> and stuff like that. I I, I know we don't wanna see that, but I th- like you said, I think it peaked already. I, I think the, uh, the best part of it peaked already. So I think the longer they held on to it, I think it would have went, you know, I think they would have lost more. And I, I think they just got, I, I think they got what they can out of it. That's true. And yeah, I think, uh, I think we're going to start seeing white artists, man. I think we're going to start seeing more pop artists. Yeah. And this is not going to be confined to rap and R and B anymore. So yeah, just just interesting to see where just, it goes. Just look, just look at it like this. Whenever Justin Timberlake have an album dropping, yeah, he will probably do a versus against somebody else from another label who have an album dropping. And that's just that's that that will be the new interview. That would be the new way to promote mm-hmm. something. And at the end of it, check out my album. It's on 
Apple Music right now, blah, blah, blah. I think that's, I think, I think eventually it will come to that instead of the organic way how we started watching it on, on, um, on Instagram Live and the connection messing up and, oh, yes. can you hear me? And all this other stuff. How do it sound? It, it's none of that now. Yeah, I, I agree, man. And uh, people have been teasing a Justin Timberlake and Usher versus for a long time now. Um, but now I'm starting to feel like since the precedent has been set for artists to do solo verses, that it might just be that for the big artists from now on, man. Like Justin Timberlake might pull a D'Angelo and just bring his friends out and do like a yeah. friendly verses where he's not going directly against anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I see that happening. I can see that. And if that's the case, I think um, Tim and Swiss did right by, you know, getting what they can get for it. Like just give it to the um give it to a a a a, a company like Triller and let them handle it because they got all they they got all they could get out of it. Yeah, <laughs> so at it, this point. It, it wasn't going to get better after this. So I I think I think it was a good come up. It, like I said, it started as a something free on Instagram live and they made a profit off of it. I I, I can't I can't be mad at that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is now. Plus, the pandemic is over. So, like, the, you know, it, it was something that got people through that time. But now, since, well, I don't want to say that it's over because it's not technically over, but yeah, people, people are treating it like it's over. People out and about now. Yeah. Because at, so, that t- at that time when they started that, we were, everyone was in the house. Yeah. So, it was nothing else to do. Even, the, uh, I think that's the one thing I liked about it, too, was even the people that was doing the verses were in their homes. So it's like, hey, I'm 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 at the kitchen right now, you know. Let me put this, let me play this music by, my, uh, let me put the phone by the laptop and play it, and kind of, we all kind of related to that. So now everyone out and about, we a lot of people don't have time to, you know, get home yeah. to watch it. A lot be of on, people watching work. it on a weekend, yeah. People yeah. gonna be out in bars again pretty soon. So yeah, so I I think he did right by getting rid of this. Making the true, of it. true, yeah. Looking about that by that perspective, I agree because I think it's naturally ending now anyway. So, might as well dump it off while you can. Mm-hmm. Other things to talk about, fuck it, man. Let's talk about sports. I know you talk about sports five days a week oh, on the good. in the loop, but we gonna talk about sports here too because I'll be honest, ain't much else going on. Yeah. So, uh, what did you think about? The David Cully press <laughs> conference. Um, of course, he. If you listen to Sports Radio six ten, it was played live, and it's also been played throughout the week. And you can check it online and check it wherever. Good reactions. I like you guys' show a lot. Um, I'm glad it aired during your show, so we can get like you know the instant reactions. Yeah. But uh, what what did you think personally about that press conference, man? He was asked about Deshaun Watson a lot. It was a lot of double talk and a lot of. Well, you know, like it was really it didn't confirm or not confirm anything. It was very political in nature. But what were your thoughts about that press conference, man? I kind of felt bad for him, man, because he 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 is a new coach. He he is the new coach of the of the Houston Texans. And the problem started before he got there. So I think it's I think it's kind of unfair that he got to go up there and take the bullets. It, to me, it's kind of it's kind of shitty, and I know it's, it's nothing you could really do about it, but 
I think it's kind of shitty that he the one, a black coach, got to go up there and answer these questions that he probably don't even know. And yeah, I, yeah, I think that's something a a, a, a GM got to go up there and and answer, or owner have to go up there and answer. Now I know the GM, the GM is from New England, so he ain't he ain't gonna get you shit. He ain't gonna say a damn thing. He gonna be doing a lot of backstepping and backpedaling and all that, but. I, I don't know. It, it was nothing else you, you could really do, man. I, I, I'm glad he went up there and faced the faced the noise, even though he didn't have to. But yeah, it, I don't, it's strange, man. I, I also heard a I, I heard him on the podcast, the Huddle and Flow podcast, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's kind of strange that he sounded way more relaxed uh, talking to them than he did during the press conference. And um, they pretty much asked him some of the same shit, too. But he was a little more loose. And if you listen to that podcast, I, I recommend y'all listen to it, Huddle and Flow with David Cully. It was it was a really good episode, but it sounded like he was – it sounded like he's not sure that he, he Deshaun is not coming back. He he was a little more loose at the lips then. He was just kind of like – he was kind of like, eh, I don't – you know, if that happens and all this other stuff, he was using a lot of words where it sounded like he's he he's not coming back, and the Texans probably are looking forward. Yeah, he basically said in that podcast that uh, Deshaun Watson is the Texans quarterback right now, but he also said, you know, if things may change, then so be it. But right now, he is our quarterback, and he he was less relaxed in the press conference. You know, he kind of doubled down on the fact that Deshaun Watson is the quarterback. But, I mean, podcasts are are just more laid back in nature, man. You're talking to two people. I also think that's maybe why uh, Nick Casario just talked to Sean Pendergast and Seth Payne instead of doing a whole media availability because the interview was probably better just having Seth and Payne talk to him than having everybody come through and, and kind of ask the same questions over and over again. But, I mean, he should have done that, too. He, I think he should have had his, his own press conference, too, or been there with David Cully so they yeah. could both kind of take it on. But it is what it is, man. Uh, so how did you feel about the um, the podcast, the um, the Huddle and Flow episode? I, I I listened to the whole thing. I kind of came away rooting for um, David Cully now, man. He seemed, he really seemed like a, a a legit good dude. He Like, if, if he wasn't in this situation – if let's say he got hired as the Baltimore coach, let's say that coach retired and they promoted him as the head coach in Baltimore. I think it would be a real, really good feel good story that this guy that been in the league for 27 years, you know, waiting to get his chance. And he finally got his chance at age 65. And, you know, and you know, the rest of history, he, he talked about his dad, you know, he flew to Tennessee to tell his dad and they sat and talked for two hours and his dad like 95. So um, I, I think it's a really good feel good story, but it's just a bad situation he in. So he catching he catching those straight bullets no matter what, because of something he wasn't even responsible for. Yeah, I'm, I didn't I didn't hear the whole podcast. I heard the clip, um, of course, the clip about him, his dad, his 94 year old dad being proud of him because he finally got his head coaching opportunity. So, I mean, I, I'm rooting for him. Also, when we had Wade Smith on the podcast, he sold me on David Cully, man. Like he said, look, man, this brother been grinding for a long time just trying to get a shot. 
and he ain't do nothing wrong. Like he he mm-hmm. he had nothing to do with all this mess. And I, now I kind of feel the same way I feel about Stephen Silas. You know, I think Stephen Silas is a good coach and a good dude. Well, I don't know if he's a good coach yet. Yeah, the team is awful now, but he's a good dude, man. I'm rooting for him. He's a guy who's been grinding and and finally got an opportunity, and he's just in a shitty situation right now. But that brings up my next question, man. Who do you feel worse for, David Culley or Steven Silas with the Houston Rockets? Uh, it's, to be honest, it's really hard to feel bad for them because a lot of people don't get that. I I, I feel I will probably feel uh, I, I feel worse for um, Steven Silas because Steven Silas, he's a younger coach. His dad was a coach, Paul Silas, coach and player at one point. And I, I feel more I feel more bad for him because he's not 65 years old where, you know, he probably, you know, won't be coaching uh, longer. Uh, Steven is younger and he, you know, he could probably coach another. He could probably coach for the next 10, 20, maybe 25 years. So he got a long way ahead of him. Meanwhile, David Culley is 65. He's been, he been in the game for 27 years. And it's, it's no guarantee that he'll be coaching for the next five years, uh, after five years. So him getting this coaching job, no matter, he could be, he could go 0-16 for the next three years and get fired. But he lived his dream already. He worked his way all he worked he worked for 27 years finally got the head coaching job in the NFL. His like that's I don't want to say that's the last chapter in his book but that's kind of the final stage at this point. He lived out his dream. He got that coaching gig. So that's that's why I say it's more of a feel good story for him. But Steven Silas if if he had three more bad seasons he could be fired, and he might not get that coaching job again, all because he stepped into like a bad situation with James Harden and and the team, and the, and and you know all this other stuff. So, I I feel worse for um, Stephen Silas. Yeah, I feel worse for Stephen Silas too, but for a different reason. I feel like David Cully, no matter what he might say publicly, he was somewhat aware of the problems with Deshaun Watson before he took because they were they were nationwide news man uh everybody knew that Deshaun Watson was discontent with the Houston Texans and likely wanted out it wasn't a 100% sure thing at that point people thought that maybe Eric Bieniemy or somebody like he really liked could save him maybe but people knew it was bad and he knew it was bad I don't think Steven Silas knew anything was wrong with the Houston Rockets when he came here you know he said in his press conference, he was like, look, I talked to Westbrook and I talked to James Harden and I said, you guys are the reason I want to be here. Okay. And then they both left like a couple months later yeah. and they were both gone. And he's kind of stuck with this cobbled together team yeah. that it is just awful. Now. Yes. So I'm sure he had no idea he would be, be coming into a team with no superstars where at least David Culley knew he knew beforehand like this was a possibility that it might get really ugly here but fuck it I wanted to be a head coach my whole life so I'm gonna take it Steven Silas might be like man I could have waited a couple years and went somewhere better because they're they're really struggling right now but yeah uh I don't know 
men's basketball team, UH Cougars are doing good. So there's that. Yes. <laughs> and the Astros about to play in, uh, in a couple weeks, I want to say. Yeah, I'm actually happy about the Astros, man. I'm not a ba- baseball guy at all. I-, I didn't think they would keep most of the team. We all knew George Springer was going to leave. But I didn't think, you know, Carlos is back. Um, I think they're going to keep Lance McCullers, too. So, I mean, they, they're running a good team back, man. So we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The baseball team should be competitive at least. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah, and I think this um I think this is gonna be Dusty's last year too. So You think so? Yeah, I think so. Because I think he only had a two year deal. Oh, okay. So um, could be. Yeah. So this might be his last go around. Could be, man. Who knows? Um anything else going on in sports? I think that about wraps it up, man. Oh yeah, did you watch the All Star game? Any of it? I, I watched some of it. It was kind of strange. How did you feel about the format, man? Because they started off, they had it all in one day, by the way. So mm-hmm. they started off with the skills challenge and the three-point contest. Then they had the all-star game. And during the halftime, that's when they had the dunk contest. So I missed the dunk contest. I missed the second half because everybody was talking about the damn um, the Oprah interview with Megan and Harry. So yes. I ended up switching over to that. And I couldn't, yeah, yeah. I couldn't switch back, but... Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't really interested in it, man. I haven't been interested in the All-Star game or All-Star weekend for a long time, man. I kind of feel like they should just stop the dunk contest for a while. I think back in the 90s, they they took it away for like one or two seasons and brought it back in the early 2000s. But yeah, the dunk contest has been his peaked a long time ago, man. It's always bad now. I think we've seen every dunk possible. <laughs> <laughs> the gimmick dunks are old. A nigga yeah. blows a candle off a cupcake and does a dunk. Like that, when they got to that shit, I was like, okay, I'm tuned out. Yeah, they getting at the, um, they getting at the point where they're imitating Vince Carter dunks. Yes, and yes, we. Yeah, I, yeah. At that point, it's like, all right, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it, it's over now, man. Um, uh, the the three point like I, like I didn't watch any of it. I saw the highlights. Um, the score was ridiculous. It was like 170 to 165. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, they have some new rules for man. I, I don't know. I didn't watch it, but uh, it, it seemed like a fun time. LeBron and Curry teamed up for the first time ever. That yeah. was cool to see. So, uh, yeah, it seemed like a fun enough time if you're a huge base basketball head like that, man. I, the Rockets are terrible, so I'm I'm tuned out. Sim <laughs> to the end, like in 2K. Sim to the end of this season. Yes. <laughs> Get the first Here's overall the pick. the fucking championship. Yeah. Get our first overall pick, <laughs> and let's just start over in do 2022. They, do they got man. a pick this year? Um, their own pick? I think they got it back. Yeah, they should. Okay. Uh, draft picks because, were included for the Westbrook and Harden yeah, trades. Yeah, they should. Yeah, I know that. But when they traded for um, when they traded CP three, I want to say, yeah, um, they did trade their own picks though, right? I think they traded their own picks. So I wonder. Yes, I wonder who got that Rockets who got the Rockets picks. I have no idea, man. It's, it's so confusing, man. <laughs> yeah, the, the the picks I can't I can't keep up. I can't Plus, either. it's the NBA draft too, so it's, I don't even know who the top players are in college, man. March yeah. Madness about to start, or is it already started? Yeah. And I, I don't even know who the fuck is the best in the country <laughs> is. So it is what it is, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'll tune in for the uh, the final. 
Me too. I wait till it gets to the elite eight. <laughs> the <Swiss> yes. <laughs> elite eight. Are you gonna do a bra- bracket? Nah. Yeah, nah, I, ain't, I ain't got time for doing all that. Have you ever done a bracket? I did one, I want to say last year. Okay. And some coworkers got me to do it. And I'm just like, man, I don't even know these teams. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking like, oh, I think this team will win. Oh, I think this team will win. So, yeah. yeah. I guess it won't hurt, but nobody ever win. So Yeah, it's always some random shit happening. Plus with the COVID thing, like Duke is not in it because of COVID. So... Yeah. Like some crazy shit is happening, man. I wouldn't do one this week, this uh, year either. The Gems and Juice Podcast presents. Check one, two. And we also have a very, very special guest joining us today. The Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight. What up, everybody? Got another returning, recurring guest. Our friend, he's family, man. I ain't going to call him a guest. And he's family. Our brother, our brother is joining the podcast yes. again. Uh, one of the most talented people we know um, and somebody we're glad to call a friend. He has a new release out, so we're going to have him talk about that a little bit. But yeah. first off, let's introduce the man himself, the myth, the legend. Leroy Cook is back with us, man. Hey. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> Dear, a dear friend of the podcast, man. So, so first off, bro, before we get into your new music, uh, how, how you been, man? How, how you been? It's been a minute since we talked about talked to you. You mentioned that it's been about a year. Um, I remember, you know, it's everything was so crazy around this time of year last year, man. Yeah, like the yeah. the pandemic had just happened. Everything was closing down. We were the NBA canceled. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> that was probably one of the wildest things I ever seen. <laughs> for real, for real, because everything just went to a halt, and nobody knew how to. And we didn't know if this is going to be just for two weeks or yeah. it's going to be a month. And then yes. I was like, it just kept going, and we were like, no, yeah, and I didn't pe- know how to. People, was I all- had shows lined up, everything. Oh and yeah, everything that's right. Canceled. Yeah, and people, everything was, canceled. People was arguing, talking about we making a big deal out of this. And yeah. this ain't nothing. This ain't nothing but the flu. We need to wash yeah. our hands and all this yeah. stuff. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, none of us saw this coming, man. But At a year all. later, yeah, and it's funny because exactly a year to the day, mm-hmm. now things are starting to open back up. The the state That's is open crazy. back up. Very controversial decision to open up Texas again. Uh-huh. So uh, but but first off, man, like I said, bro, how, how you been during this time, man? It's like we said, it's been a minute since we talked about you. So how, how, how you been, man? I've been good. I've been working, just creating, um, recording all this time. Um, I You know, I put out another song a couple of months ago, but throughout this time period, it just charged me to be more of an artist, um, push myself more, um, learn more about myself because I can really just lean on me. You know what I'm saying? Um I know a lot of people, I have friends and I'm not going to say that people don't care about you, but I'm just saying you really know who you are and who's for you when situation hit and shit hits the fan because you feel alone. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, should I talk about my problems? Should I talk about um, um, these issues with people? Do they really care? You know what I'm saying? Because everybody has a problem and everybody's going through something at the same time. So it's kind of like, you don't want to put your burden on other people. You know what I'm saying? So all I did was channel it into the music, channel it into ideas and stuff. So got an album coming soon, um, two actually. And um, I just dropped this new song, You Got Me. And it's just like, 
it's a song that every song that I put out, I wanted to be an escape from all the hell that we're living in now. So when you hear it, it's 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 like you're in paradise. And um, I call it classic sexy. So, (laughs) 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 so, uh, yeah, so it's just it's it's been a lot going on um, with the ice storm and everything. um, My place flooded and everything, the pipes burst and stuff. So we're going through that and um, we're moving out because we have to um, get everything regutted and rearranged, everything and redone. So we'll be living in a hotel for a couple months and stuff. But it's just like through all that, I still have my joy. You get what I'm saying? Because I know God has something special on the other side of this. And I know if I'm going through this, it's for something special coming after this. So I just have to always think about that, even though some days you'd be like, all right, that's enough. You know what I'm saying? Like we, <laughs> we've been through too much and stuff. And then that's all three of us. We all been through a lot in um, some said and not. So it's just like, how do we get through this and move forward? And is this a reason that we're going through this and stuff like that? You think about all this stuff and it's been a battle, but it's, I feel that it's going to be rewarding at the end. So so um, with this song, you got me. Did you make this song um, post um, pan- pandemic? Did you create this then, or was this something before? This was something before. Okay. So I had this song, um, the beat. I had it uh, about a year or two, a year or two. Okay. And um, been filling it out, um, going through different ideas and stuff like that. It was supposed to be called My Lingo at first. And we changed it to You Got Me. I was like, you got me. I say you got me most of the song. And so like, as I said, let me just say you got me. And it grabs you right there. Um, it makes you think before you even listen to it. Like, what's this about? And um, so the process of this song was basically um, going into the studio. Um, me and my co-writer, um, Anthony Terrell, um, we would go through basically like just voice notes with ideas and <laughs> different things like that. And basically... Um, create a song. Um, I will go through the melodies and um, harmonies and everything like that, what I want to do while I'm in the studio. But as in like the strategic planning of the song and stuff, everything was just done through voice notes. No Zoom, nothing, no meetup and everything like that. It was just through voice notes and everything. So that's all we really did. And um, I went into the studio, um, went a couple sessions, try to um, um, put my ideas down. I was recording this and a couple other songs at the same time. And um, you got me. I just felt like it was just a, a song that was needed because it's it's like paradise. It has the island feel. It's something different for me. Um, people haven't really um, heard me in my higher register and my voice and stuff like that. So I wanted to explore that. Every song that I put out, I wanted to be different. I want them to see a different side of me. I don't want to be in a box where they'd be like, well, Leroy can just do one thing. You expect that. When you hear Leroy, you're going to hear something new and it's going to be something fresh and you're going to hear growth. You get what I'm saying? So it's just I always want that and strive for that for each song. So this song, I hope that it gives a feeling of love, of feeling free that you just run it back over and over and over. And it's just like that um, feel good R&B jam that you like. So. I like it, man. Uh, You got me on streaming platforms, man. Y'all got to check that out. Uh, yes, do you have a visual in the work too? Yes. Okay. I'm already going through treatment ideas and stuff like that. And with that, I always put the song out first and then I'll do a video because I want everybody in, um, to make their own story with it in your mind. I feel like 
a lot of people now, the new norm is you put the video and the song out same day. That's what everybody's doing right now. But I feel like I want to do it like old school. You get the song first, you ride with it for a while. You might think of something totally different than what I portray when I put the video out. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to interfere with your vision and your idea because that might be beautiful to you. You know what I'm saying? So I want you to really get into this, to the song, get to learn it, um, get into the word soaked in. Because back in the day, I always would love listening to the song in the first and look forward to the visual. That would be like a plus. Like we will wait in the um, house for Michael Jackson videos to premiere. You know what I'm saying? But we'll always have the song first. We'll know how that sounds and stuff. But we will like, it'll be an event when the video premieres. Or like TRL, you'll be, you would look forward to the countdown for video premieres and stuff like that. So I wanted that kind of feel. So with this song, it can go different ways. I don't want to give too much yet because um, I'll come back and talk about that <laughs> <laughs> when I release that. But Shit, um, I hope we in it. Yes, yeah, oh, a cameo. <laughs> and um, yes, so it's um, basically I want this video to have a beautiful theme. I was going to have um, I always have um, a beautiful girl in the video, and they all look different in all my videos. If you notice that. It's not one particular shade. It's not one particular size. It's just beauty in different ways. And I feel that we need to portray that now and because we don't see a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? So there's um, beautiful um, girls that are dark-skinned. They have more meat on their bones that are light. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, all different. Um, um, it's like shapes and shots. There you go. Colors. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to basically highlight that. And I feel like I could be the one that can highlight that. You'll see that in all my videos and everything that I do. And um, so it's going to be something beautiful. I'm excited for it. We're working on it now. And hopefully by my birthday, I'll have something, which is next month. So hopefully by my birthday. Okay. So so yeah. with this song, it's, it's crazy because every time we have you on or every time I talk to you, all of your songs are like totally different. <laughs> Like you, <laughs> usually you could kind of get a feel for what a guy is as far as like his music because he kind of makes similar music. But these are your last releases. You um, t- um your new release. You got me. That, to me, that's a whole different feel. You had deja vu. You had proved to me uh-huh. never be the same. Knockout. Mm-hmm. The, to me, these mm-hmm. are all, like totally different. So are, are mm-hmm. all of these songs going to be on the album? What's the feel for the album? The album is going to be a ride so it's going to take you on um i've been thinking about it how what i'm going to call this album um either self-titled leroy or let's ride or the morning after it can take different shapes but or even deja vu call it because that's what i started it that's how i started the project and um but it's going to take you on a ride each song even though they're so different when you listen to the words they connect so once I place it on in album form, I feel it'll make more sense because it'll go from story to story to story to story. And it'll make sense and it'll run on. And um, the um, different feels, I feel like Deja Vu was more for lovers. It was just simple, laid back, um, me and a guitar, no um, ornamentation, no effects and different things like that, no... Um, reverb or anything like that. it's just my voice and the guitar and stuff like that and people really love that song and still tell me they play that song because of that and um i have a remix to that song coming out soon mm. which will it will be a whole different feel it's more for 
like 808s in the bedroom. It's like it's real R&B, like bridge, guitars, like um, you're going to love it. Synthesizers, everything real um, Versace on the floor, kind of like that kind of vibe. OK, it's real. Um, you'll love it. So that's going to be on the album, too. So the album is going to consist of all the songs, the singles that I've put out plus a couple um, new joints that nobody have heard before and some old joints that I had on a project that I had years ago called Sleepless Nights. That is um, some joints on that project. Um, people don't understand. I've been recording for over 10 years solo. Mm. But before that, I was also doing group work and, um, and also performing and stuff like that. And um, I toured and stuff when I was in a group back in the day, back when I was a child. Um, sung for Bush um so it's just like i've seen a lot and done a lot people don't know that side and um with this work people don't know that sometimes albums consists of old songs just remastered reworked and redone you know what i'm saying and it may not been the timing then to put it out but now it might be ready you know what i'm saying like for for people to actually accept it look at it differently and interpret it and like it actually stick with them because i felt i had some great gems on my last project a long time ago and um so some of those songs will be on this project too and i'm going to split the project up into um two parts a volume one and volume two so we're going to have a feel you can get like more of the um it'll be more cohesive i feel that if i split it up in two ways so you have two different moods so um what i'm going through now and what i've um put out um before will be on this um project coming out right now and then later on the year hopefully when the world opens open back up and everything like that i'll be more of a upbeat party let's ready you know saying let's get ready let's go out let's have a good time that vibe when stuff is more in place and intact with this world because i feel like music is our gateway and our outlet and we have to be that mouthpiece people if people want to if we're going through something we need to have something that's going to make them feel good make them feel you know what i'm saying like I can release to this. I can go in the car and just ride around. I don't have nowhere to go, but I'm just going to ride and just listen to the some joints. And I feel the album is a big thing because we don't have albums no more that you can just listen to straight through. Mm-hmm. It's always pick and choose. I put out the single, it's hot. But what about the rest of the um, body of the work? You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to skip over my songs. I want you to listen to each one. So that's the goal. I'll say that. Now, that's a dope concept, man. Um, and I do like some of the things you talked about as well, about the waiting for the video. That's an underrated feeling, man. I think yeah. you, you you didn't know we didn't know we missed that until it was gone because, you know, yeah. the videos drop. I think Drake, whenever he drops a new song, he drops the video. The video's movie. right there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, man, at least I want to be teased a little bit. <laughs> let, let, let me imagine what the video might look like. Yeah. Yeah. The same day, man. So, yeah. yeah. That, that is a cool concept, man. I'm glad you're bringing that back. So we, we also know you love performing, man. You're a great live performer as well. Um, when do you think you'll probably get back to that? Um, I know things are tenuous now with the whole opening up and things like that. Uh, but when, when do you plan to maybe hit the road again or hit the scene again and, and start doing live music? I want to do it soon. I've been missing that. That's like, y'all don't understand. That's a feeling like no other because it's just you and people, some people you know, and some people you don't know. And um, my last big performance was, Figgy was the release party that I had for Never Be The Same. Mm -hmm. And that was my last intimate performance. And 
I was supposed to have shows scheduled up after that, um, one at U of H for their Frontier Fiesta and then some others in the um, summer and everything was canceled. So that was a big part of me that I was like, that's how we connect with the people. That's how they get to learn the artists and different things like that so they can see. And I like the new way that everybody's doing the virtual thing, but it's nothing like being in front of the people in their face. You feel the, you know what I'm saying, the energy and you hear the live instrumentations because I always have a band and it's just like, um, it interprets the song a whole different way. I can go left on stage rather than me in the studio because you're structured with that beat. But when you're on stage and you have the band and stuff like that, if I want to repeat the bridge again, if I want to repeat the chorus again, or I'm in a moment, then I can do that because you're live. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So performing, hopefully by the summer, we'll see how the world's opening up. I'm going to be cautious because I don't want them to tie my name to no uh, <laughs> super spreader event. No, no spreader, super spreader event. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I know people are waiting for um, events and stuff like that. When are you going to perform and stuff like that? I said, yeah, I ain't going to tie my name to no super spreader. But um, <laughs> but um, I want to do some virtual stuff soon. Like, um, I don't want to talk too much about it because I want to have that element of surprise, but I want to do some virtual stuff. Um, I want to bring, I'll just say this, I want to bring each song to life. Okay. So that's my goal and my plan this year. Um, and you'll get to see me live in that way. And um, I don't want to talk too much on it because I feel with me, I want to walk with God. So I don't know what he has planned for me. And I always want to have a minute and I don't want to over plan because just like last year, he derailed everything. And he said, no, you ain't going to do this. This is what's going to be. So I'm going to wait on him. And because I want him to bless it, because I really want to, y'all, I've been doing this for so long. And it's like days you feel like, should you give up? Should I give up? You know what I'm saying? Like that, because it's not, stuff is not hitting. Like, are people actually listening to the music? Do they care and stuff like that? So it's just like, I feel now I really need to listen to God and be like strategic about it and be like, wait on him and his timing, because I really wanted to hit everywhere and I want to reach masses of people and just like win a grammy one day and this is grammy weekend you know what mm-hmm. saying and um it's a goal of mine ever since i was a child so it's just like to get to that point i know you have to trust god i have to lean on god i have to lean on my faith it's not just the music it's not just um the grind or the hours or you knowing who to connect you to who it's about god and timing because right now you we're seeing anybody can be elevated no matter who, it's not like the norm and how it used to be based on just looks and based on who, you know, I have a record label. I'm going to push this artist and that's it. People that are not signed are making it and having more fans than people that are, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, for me, I want to be on that level. So what do I need to do different? It's not just the music, Leroy. It's not just performing. It's your relationship with God is relationship with yourself, knowing who you are, being true to you, true to who you are and actually just walking with him and his timing. So like performance and stuff like that, when God says it's ready, but I am working, I am practicing, um, trying to get this album. But when the album comes out, I want to do something special, a live show for that. And I want to have like a showcase where it's just like, you see who Leroy is. It can be like kind of a, um, um, back in the day, they used to have those VH1 storytellers where you can hear the story of each song and stuff like that. I want to do something like that. I think that'd be beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Uh, <laughs> no, I was just going to ask. Um, so, so with, I guess with COVID going on and all that stuff now, have your writing changed since then? Is to kind of adapt with that because we we see a lot of rappers who still kind of rap the same, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, it you know, is is kind of insensitive a little bit. Not, not what's really, going on? Yeah, not really, not really insensitive. But have your writing changed um, post COVID? Yeah, right. Everything's changed. Um, the direction of the album changed. Because um, I was going to put the project out after that um, release of Never Be the Same in February. I was going to put out a project right then. That summer was the goal last year. So this waiting another year and stuff like that, I added new stuff and new material and brought back old songs that I feel that will fit to this day because people feel different than they did back then. Everybody was living fast. Everybody was out, you know, saying, having fun. Everybody was doing their own thing, concentrating on their own um, world. Nobody's really focused on the issues of the world. Nobody's really focused on love and who am I and stuff like that. And now since all we have is to rely on social media and rely on basically learning ourselves and being kept in a little cocoon for a while, we're all different people and we love different. We see different people. We see people different ways. Um, some people has been divorced since this um, COVID and which is sad. They broke up relationships. Like it broke up households. How do we mend that? How do we fix that with love, with music, with feel good, you know what I'm saying? Not was talking about the same stuff, you know, saying money, cars, and hoes. That could be, you know, saying that's it's cool, but it's like we ain't gonna get nowhere. We're not gonna progress from that if we talking about the same thing. That's always gonna be around. But what about love? What about um, am I beautiful? What about um, do they hate me because how they see me? You know, saying different things like that or being taken for granted, taking your kindness for weakness. I have a song called Kindness for Weakness that y'all um, y'all were here on the project. And it's just like, people don't talk about those stuff. And I want to bring that back. And I want to have that feeling, even though the song might, you might bump, like the beats, you're going to love the production. Everything's going to bump, but the message is going to be behind it. And I saw that, you know, my, one of my favorites is Janet Jackson. And um, in her music, I don't say it's message music, but I say that it has, you can hear she tells stories. You can hear that she, you know what I'm saying? She's speaking about something, but you jam and they were hits. You know what I'm saying? I feel I can do that. You know what I'm saying? And um, it might have a repetitive chorus and stuff like that, but the verse, you're going to have a story. You're going to know what I'm saying and feel. So I feel it affects in a, in a uh, not even in a negative way, but in a positive way, if they could answer your question for the writing, I feel that it helps. And I have a wonderful team that I work with, um, Willie Pasau, um, he's a rapper as well as um, Anthony Terrell. He goes by Amaru. He's an awesome artist himself. And um, I've been riding with them for years. I want to say since 2012. So they know me. We all went to college together. We went to PV. And um, and also um, Crisco. And um, he's a rapper as well out of Dallas. And those are the people that I've been working with um, for a while. And they believed in me before people actually saw me. So I feel like as I progress and elevate, I'm always going to remember who been there for me and seen me before the world. Because, you know, when you put out something hotter, when um, everything pops up, everybody's going to be in your corner. Yeah, of Can course. you do this? Can you do that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that. But right now I post something and stuff like that. 
and you'd be like, do you, do y'all really care? Do y'all, you know what I'm saying? You don't get the same love that you, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, even when I'm, um, and I'm being real right now, even, um, I don't want to step on any toes, but even when <laughs> you, um, post like your song and stuff like that, you expect like some of your closest friends to support and everything like that. You don't get love from some of your, or they don't even post. They don't think, and they might even think it's big. Oh, I'm going to support them that they know I'm your friend and stuff like that. I need your support. I can't elevate or move to a next place because you can reach people through your audience that I can't reach. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, people don't understand that we all have power in our reach. We all have power in our grasp and that's how we all grow. And that's how we all um, build up together. It's just, we have to help each other. And it's just a simple share, a simple retweet can do little things. Those little story shares, they last for 24 hours. It's not going to be on your page. You're going to simply, you know what I'm saying? Little things like that. And I always tell, if you go um, to my page, I'm always posting everybody's stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And people ask, why are you always posting all this stuff? And even if I don't get the love back, the same, I post a lot of people's stuff and they don't even share the same love or they don't even, um, um, like, just, like, keep up with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel that we all need to elevate as Houston because Houston, I feel, it has a lot of power, a lot of talent. And it's not just in music. It's in sports. It's in um, businesses. It's in um, entrepreneur, um, radio, everything. We all gifted in Houston. We have to grow, y'all. And we have to work together. And it's just not, oh, um, help them when it's hot. When I'm hot, it's not, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, I already had that help then. I need you now. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I feel invisible in some ways and in different ways like that. So how do I get to that next plateau in different ways, strategic ways? And I always think of different ways to market myself as in all my singles, you'll see a different way I'm going to market this. Um, and I don't have a, um, I don't have a, um, basically a hard time or, uh, um, or do not like to market myself. I went to school for marketing, so I love to promote. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to promote myself. I'm not going to pay nobody to promote me or yeah. run my page. Mm-hmm. I'm going to promote myself because I love to do it. So you'll always see me post on my phone. <laughs> you'll get tired of it, but you're going you're gonna to know who I am and what I do every single day. And um, I'll help and I'll support others and stuff like that. I'm not going to always support, um, I'm not going to always post other people's stuff, but I, when I can, I'm going to post everybody's stuff and just help them because I feel I want the same respect. And even if you don't like me, or even if you don't support what I do, um, I'm going to still support you and what you do because somebody might need you, you know what I'm saying? And they'll see mm-hmm. you through my post, you know what I'm saying? So in my reach. So it's a little thing like that, that we all need to work on. Um, but um, it's just uh, beautiful to see what y'all are doing. I'll say that mm-hmm. because y'all give people, a voice, you know what I'm saying, to the voiceless, you know what I'm saying, the underground community and different things like that. And even though y'all have major people come on as well, but y'all still are mixing it up. And that's what I like and I appreciate that because y'all are genuine to it. And y'all been there since the beginning. So I just appreciate y'all too for everything, for real. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's something we talk about too, man. Like, um, and actually it came up a couple weeks ago. We were talking about Erica Banks and how there was a video circulating of her playing that song, Bust It. And like, it, it was in the club before it went viral and yeah. nobody was fucking with it, man. Nobody at was looking at her. They was all on their phones, wasn't vibing to it. Uh-huh. But suddenly when it becomes a TikTok hit, 
now suddenly I'm sure she got a lot of hits from her friends. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they supporting her now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my girl Erica Banks. Yeah. Like now, now it's too late, dog. Now yeah. I don't need help. But when we needed you. So I think ultimately, and that's like you said, something we got to work on, man. Uh, we're just naturally followers, man. It's a culture for some reason. Like we don't fuck that's with real. nothing. That's true. We don't fuck with nothing unless it got a co-sign and we don't fuck with nothing unless it's hot already. And that's yeah. sad. It is. It's, it's man, backwards. That, it's backwards too because it's even very backwards. If you, if you look at the DJs, a lot of DJs don't even play songs that they genuinely like. They they got they play yes. they play it when it's hot. So and they admit to that too. Yeah. They admit to that so too. when it's yeah. hot and it's in rotation, now you playing it's like damn, like what's the purpose of playing it now? You uh-huh, you playing it because uh-huh. everybody else playing it. But uh-huh. if you really like the song and you think it's hard, play it. <laughs> don't wait play till it. don't wait till every other club is playing it. Now you, you know because I get like and my thing and I I like I get like and I'm just being real right now. I feel like I'll be real with y'all. You get I get messages and stuff like people support. Oh, I'm listening to your music. Share with a friend so they can yeah. see. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't just tell me you're listening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like share with a friend because your reach and your power can influence somebody else to want to listen and be like, oh, let me check this song out and stuff like that. It's little things like that that can help. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for a handout. I'm not asking for uh, nothing. It's just to share with your friends. That's all. Yeah, that could even be through text. Just share with a group text. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is new music I'm listening to. I'm jamming. You know what I'm saying? So it's the power of basically helping it. But going through that, you're going to see who's there for you. And I think it's good to see that, too. Because like the Erica Banks and like even um, Meg Thee Stallion and Lizzo, Toby, all of them that are thriving right now, they were invisible once. You know what I'm saying? Meg, people were checking for Meg, but people really didn't take her serious until she popped. You know what I'm saying? And she got the co-sign and everything like that. And everything started moving for her. Now everybody know her. Chose too. DJ Chose. That's one of my homies and stuff like that from PV. And um. It's just a lot of stuff. Everybody has a journey. Everybody has a um, a starting point. Mm. What our power is as people, and as especially your circle, your friends, they should be riding for you hard. Like we watched, I know Travis Scott's documentary that he put out um, on Netflix like mm-hmm. a year or so back, and yet I was looking at that and how like one of his concerts at the beginning, um, it was like a year before he popped off. He was playing at this and everybody was on the phone. Nobody cared. It was like like 15 people in the audience and nobody was really listening to what he was saying. He was just giving his heart on stage. And then a year later, same songs he's performing and pushing Mm -hmm. everybody. I'm like, come on. (laughs) But I know it's the power of like it actually getting out there. It's cloud. But it's like, how can we marriage the two and how can we do better about it? Because a change has to be made because back then, we didn't have social media back then. Just 10 years ago, Instagram and stuff wasn't like popping like it is. You know what I'm saying? People weren't getting fame from social media. It was more of just the music and that reach and stuff like that. And I look up to people like Slim Thug and people like all of them that were selling CDs out of their car mm-hmm. and making mixtapes and stuff like that and selling them verbatim, going putting flyers on the cars after the club. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That old school mentality and stuff like that. That's what I want to do, too. It's just like it's you have to reach people different ways. All the stuff that we see, the people that I feel will support you the most are people that we don't even know. 
Yeah. That you're not even, you know what I'm saying? I get hit up and I that's what keeps me going. Like a person um sent me a message today and said, You um, I love your music, keep going, I see you. I don't even know this person. Yeah. I don't even know this person at all. It's not even one of my friends and stuff like that. And they sent me that message and they they don't even know that I was feeling down this morning. So that picked me all the way up. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's just like little things like that. They don't know that's the power that can get you through and that can get you to the other side and even push you to go harder to even reach that goal. You know what I'm saying? So as a friend, I feel we need to work harder on that. Yeah. At a, that. a lot of people don't realize how much power they have and just yeah. sharing something like that. And I'm starting mm-hmm. to realize that with this podcast. And that's mm-hmm. why I always look for people that's kind of under the radar, but super interesting. Mm-hmm. And super mm-hmm. talented. And I try to give them the platform. I know our platform isn't the Breakfast Club or, you know, something like that. But it I, is, I just want it will be. Yeah, I just I just want to use what we have to, you know, give people that spotlight. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah like I, I'm super big at helping people trying to get out there. And it, it's it's fun, it's fun talking to people before they actually make it because you could get the genuine them <laughs> and, and <laughs> it's super cool man it's it's really cool and in being in radio we see that all the time you know what i'm saying like before like how can i say this i know i remember when halsey came in to the radio station um for those that don't know i work at the um at intercom radio so we um deal with a lot of artists and different things like that and i remember sitting in an interview with halsey before she made it and she was just so like green like she was just you could tell she just wanted to be here she just wanted to be an artist um everything was just exciting to her and stuff like that and it was just a whole different feel we got to really see who she really was and she's a great person same with alessia cara i had the pleasure to um interview her and stuff like that and to see her she came with baggy jeans um ripped t-shirt um oversized teacher um oversized teacher not even a care in the world and she was just excited to be on the radio. Um, and it's just like the grind and the hunger that they had before people even knew who they are. It's just a beautiful thing to see. Um, Chainsmokers, the same thing. They came by the station. Um, and these are people that would just chill in the lobby. <laughs> people didn't even care. They would just chill in the lobby. They would leave the record rep. And working in the front, it will be an honor just to hear their conversations, to get to know them and talk to them. Because you can hear... They're just like us. They're normal. They're um, hungry. They're wondering, will the song, will people like it? Different things like that. Will we like it? You know what I'm saying? Picking their song. Because even the majors don't even get picked on our stations, you know. So it's just like, um, it's a beautiful thing to see their hunger and their strength before they actually plateau and meet their, um, because before they sell out stadiums, they got to start out somewhere. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful thing to see the grind and stuff. And when you make it, that doesn't mean change. That doesn't mean be heartless. That doesn't mean think you're better than. That means stay yourself, stay grounded, and help the next. You know what I'm saying? That's how we can progress and work further. I respect Atlanta so much because Atlanta helps each other out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's so much talent there. You can always see people like from Outcast all the way putting on from Atlanta. And it's just like I remember when it was that time where everybody out of Atlanta was making it. It was around the town ATL came out and um, everybody was hot coming out of Atlanta. So like that, that was like the Hollywood of the South. And it's just like, 
everybody was helping each other. It wasn't like no ego thing. It was just like, you're hot. You're, um, you um, got some good um, shit. Let me support it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Houston, we got, I feel that we have so much power and influence to do the same and be the as great, even greater, because we have so much hotness in Houston in so many different ways. Look at all these different clubs and stuff opening up. People are just doing so many things, entrepreneurs. I'm just proud of my city. And I feel that we can go so much further if we just work together. And it's little things and shows and it's 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 it shows like y'all and it's people like y'all and it's um influence or different things like that that are making the change and that are giving voices to people who are unheard. That was gonna elevate the change. And I feel a year from now, even maybe sooner. I know you said, Figgy, you were like, we're not the breakfast club, we're not this. Y'all are going to be as big. God sees y'all. Y'all been doing this for a while. And y'all are great at it. And it's authentic. And people see that. And that's why people tune into y'all. So I want y'all to speak life into yourself as y'all always speak life into me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's mm-hmm. all possible. It's all going to be. And we're all going to look back and laugh and be like, <laughs> dang, remember when? You know what I'm saying? It is all going to be like a beautiful thing. So I always feel like Everybody has a beginning, everybody has a middle, everybody has when they plateau and stuff like that. It's how you treat each step that's going to be influenced to show your character, show um, your relationship with yourself and with relationship with God and how you think of other people. You know what I'm saying? So I always want to portray it as a person that cares and has love. We have enough hate in this world. You ain't going to come to me and be like, you're going to receive hate from me. I want to be that person that you can be just the guy that you know, you know what I'm saying? Just the cool kid that you know. And um, with my pictures and stuff, people are like, oh, you posted more, you taking more um, pictures, they more, um, they different, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so I like, even though my image is upgrading, I feel, and I feel I had to, as an artist, I have to grow, but mm-hmm. I'm still Leroy, you know what I'm saying? You can still come to me and you can still um, hear from me. I'm still gonna uplift you, pray with you and stuff like that. I'm not perfect myself. I have my down days and everything like that. And, um, you know, I talk to y'all outside of the show, you know what I'm saying? So y'all know, and um, it's, we all have our down days. We all are not perfect. But my thing is, I don't want you to see something like, don't raise me in a caliber where you can't feel, ever feel that you can't come, you know what I'm saying? Come to me and be like, I need to talk. I need it. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel as artists, we are mouthpiece and we're the ones that can really help make the change. I know a long time a year ago when I was on here, we talked about the march and how powerful music was back in the day when they had Marvin Gaye and what's going on and stuff like that. They were the mouthpiece of the African-American culture. You know what I'm saying? When they were going through, when the everybody was mad, the music was mad. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And I just recently, like when we had the march last year, when um, George and um, Brianna was like that, we had like Anderson Pac with um, um, Locked Out and everything like that he was mad. So he made that song, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you see, it's, it was just a powerful movement right there. Everybody was kind of making that kind of cautious music right then. And then, and um, I feel now people are looking for hope now. So it's time to give them hope, give them happiness and stuff like that. So that's what I want to do. And that's the dope thing about you as an artist and as a person, man, because we always going to get good vibes from you whether it's talking to you or, or listening to your music, like you are, it's going to get positive vibes from Leroy Cook, man. He's, he's kind of like talking to a Thank reverend, you. but he makes bangers <laughs> too. So, <laughs> But it's like, you, you really get the best. of. <laughs> I remember a lot of times coming into work. I don't want to be there is early. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm yeah. set up. And then when you hear him laughing and having a good time, I'm like, man, if Leroy having a good time up in here, I got <laughs> mm-hmm. So this man will always lift you up if you need some lifting up. And, and, and I think a lot of what you said is true about the Houston and us needing to support each other. But I'm confident in what we've been talking about on this podcast with people that that's going to change soon as well. Yeah, um, we yeah, talk to yeah. people like uh, Darnell at Broadcast Houston and DJ Bruce Wayne. And they all talk about the same thing. Uh-huh. Man. They're talking about how we're building up the Houston culture first and foremost now. I we're love that. I love now. that. So I feel like as long as we got each other's back, man, the sky's the limit. We we going to be up there with ATL soon enough, man. I'm confident it's going to happen. So I know it's going to happen. And I and what you said was powerful. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah. That's how change happens. We have to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We can't be silent and expect things to change. We have to talk about it. So I love how y'all had people on here as well talking. I've been listening to your interviews too. And mm-hmm. uh, um, it, everybody's feeling kind of the same way. And mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful thing because that's what's going to bring about this change and this new wave of, you know what I'm saying, of new understanding and new thought because. I felt this whole year of us being contrived in our homes and being like in a cocoon is causing us to grow Yeah, in different ways. Think about how we're going to make money different ways, um, how we're going to look at life different. Um, we can't do the same things we did years ago and that'd be okay. You know what I'm saying? So this is going to build us all. And I feel that this all, even though we lost a lot during this year, we also gained a lot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We gained so much and I feel we're going to be stronger. I really do. Mm. Now, um, yeah, not so not to change the subject, but um, yeah, yeah. You mentioned what the way back when um, conversation. Now, way mm-hmm. back when you went to school with Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, give us a cool Lizzo story, man, because you you had a re- okay. you had a relationship with her. How, how was she back in high school or college? No, I've been I've been knowing her since. I've been knowing her since middle school. Middle school, yeah. How, yeah. yeah. How was she? We were in band. Me and Lizzo, Melissa, <laughs> were like this. <laughs> it was like me, Melissa, Peaches, Jolene, Alexia, um, Brandon. It was all the the band people. We were all in marching band and um, middle school band and everything like that growing up and stuff. So music was a uh, an outlet. Music was a rapper. Back then, um, Melissa was um, more of a, um, she liked to, like, off the beats. She's an excellent um, flute player. And she would just make, we would, like, twist up songs. Like, I know back in the day, um, um, ooh, chew wally wally, ooh, chew bang bang, ooh. And that um, flute solo and stuff would come up. <laughs> and she would play the flute solo, and I would do the beat. Mm. Her, Alexia, would do the flute solo, and I would do the beat. And the little, um, uh, oops, oh my, was out. And um, with Tweet, and she would always do the flute um, solos, and I would do the beat on the drums. And um, we would be at each other's houses. She would come over for Fourth of July. Um, I would go over her house after school every like her. Me and her parents were real cool and stuff. Her brothers and sister, and um, she's just a good person. And music's always been her mouthpiece. It might not have been through singing and rapping, but it's been through her playing. Because people don't know that she's an outstanding flautist like outstanding like she got scholarships for that Mm. that's her heart her music and playing and stuff like that um so for her she had her issues and if you listen to her interviews and different things like that um 
about like self-esteem and different things like that. We all had that and different things like that. I know a lot of people, I was real, I had a lot of friends in um, in high school and stuff like that, but we all internally had our self-esteem problems. She had a lot of friends as well. But one thing about her, she was a great person. She was always driven. Um, she never really was a negative person. Her birthday is a day before mine. Hers is the 28th, oh, mine's wow. the 29th. Yeah, mm. so um, her, she went to my school. Toby actually went to our school too. He's older than us, but all of us were at Elsick at the same time. Mm. And that's just crazy how life changed and how it's not by our timing, it's God's timing. Mm. Because we didn't know back then what's going to happen today. You know what I'm saying? And it's about keep going. Melissa's been through a lot in her life. People don't know all of her story. People not caring about her and her music. Um, people not being there for her. People um, doubting her and her craft and stuff like that. And um, she's been doing it for a long time. And it took her like almost over 10 years to get to where she is now. Even her single that first popped was three years old before it actually became on the radio. You get what I'm saying? So we always say, I want to aim for the radio. Aim for the love of the people first. I always say that because that's what's going to ride for you and get you to the radio. Because even the majors don't really get on the radio and stuff like that. And you look at hot um, projects like Jasmine Sullivan and stuff like that. We don't play her on our stations, but she's hot. You know what I'm saying? Um, she's a great artist. You know, and um, her, they all are now plateauing and on the radio now. Now are the heavy hitters now of R&B. You know what I'm saying? But they all had a journey. And with Lizzo, we had a whole bunch of stories. Um, I remember being in my car and my, um, I had a minivan, town and country <laughs> minivan. Um, and that, that was the car. I drove everybody around. We were always, um, I know, I don't know about y'all, but senior year, we will always have like skip period. And I'll be that last period of the day where you, skip all the seniors, or... there you go. You don't have to, you don't have to go to class. So it's just like, we all just will go to eat, go to Raising Cane's, go to, um, um, Timmy Chan's go whatever just to chill and eat and then go to one of our houses and just chill until the parents get home. Um, but I would drive around in the car and we would all crowd up in my car um, and um, we would just drive around listening to Busta Rhymes, listening to um, Mary J, um, listening to Missy Elliott. That was a big thing um, back then. The Cookbook, that album. I always remember that. I always associate the Cookbook album of Missy Elliott with my senior year. Um, and, um, just different moments like that, just being with her and be, she was my friend. Like she was literally my sister and we're not as close as we used to be. And that was through time and different things like that, separations and stuff like that. But I will always ride for her and I will always speak up for her in a positive way. I have nothing negative to say about her. Even if we had fights and, and different things like that, I'll have nothing negative to say about Melissa because she was a great friend to me. You know what I'm saying? And she was a great person and she had a heart. And I knew then that she was a star back then. And um, however she's going to make it, it would be on TV or whatever, because she had the personality. So um, it's just, you never, that's why I always say, never doubt your friends and always support your friends because you never know. And with Toby, Toby was a football star. Everybody loved him for his sports. And he was just a cool guy. He was always like the bus of flow. And just to the beats at the table and everything like that at lunch and stuff like that. And it will just be like a kitty thing, but their wordplay was so amazing. You know what I'm saying? Even um, Melissa. And she had um, the Cornrow Click. That was her um, rap group that they had. 
and they were uh, a clique and basically they um would rap and beat at the um, at lunch and stuff like that it's just everything was fun at first and stuff like that and they just took it to the next level and you can see that in the music that they're doing now melissa's giving you feel good with her songs toby's giving you um wordplay stories and um giving you his vision and he's not kind of watering his down to fit what's on radio he's not a radio artist he's a like a real rapper where he just speaks you're going to hear a story from him and you might agree with what he says you might not but what you hear you'll love his visuals you'll love his delivery and you love what he stands for and I, i'm proud of both of them and i know one day i'm gonna be up there with them you know what i'm saying and god has his timing for me so it's just like i would never be like oh i wish i was there now you know what i'm saying god put them on their journey everybody has a journey they had their tears like i had my tears I need to be happy and support them. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we all have as a body of people. We need to do that for each other because when one person wins, we all win at the end. You know what I'm saying? And it's just you know, throughout fallouts and um, different things like that. The last time I seen um, Melissa was at her last tour that she had here um, on backstage. I saw her. And um, the last time I saw Toby was at his show. And so that because my play brother, my drummer that plays for me, Aldarian Mays, is also his drummer. So we we are connected in that way and stuff like that. So it's just it's Houston's very small. I'd say that and everybody knows each other and everybody knows each other when, you know, what I'm saying so it's just like. I saw this one post and um, I hope I'm not talking too much, but I saw this one post where. um, It's you always see your friends and it's hard, especially in Houston. It's hard to separate them from the artists and like what they're doing and stuff like mm-hmm. that from the friend. And I think a lot of that is why you don't really get the support from your closest, closest friend because yeah. they see you as just the homie, your friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Not just as the artist and stuff like that. So when you see somebody that doesn't really know you, they see you more as the artist. So they'll support you. They'll be going hard for you and be like, that's why I get those texts from those people that are in um, those messages and DMs from people that I don't know. Cause they go so hard and they'd be like, Oh, I love your songs and stuff like that. Those aren't people I actually know. And like, you know what I'm saying? Or like go break bread with um, daily or go to happy hour with, but they are supporters of me, you know what I'm saying? And in a way I can call them even more for supporter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of what they, you know, they support my craft and stuff. So it's a beautiful thing to see. And for anybody that's going through, um, I know a lot of people that I've seen them make it. Like I seen DeRoe when he first started and stuff like that. Um, I've seen Joe's, um, Kirko, all that's mm-hmm. PV era in college. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley Amani, I don't know if y'all know about her. She's a, one of those, um, she's a skater. She went viral on mm-hmm. Shade Room and stuff. And she's been skating around. You'll, um, you'll see her everywhere on social media. And she does a lot of reels and stuff like that. But she's... Uh, artist herself but she found a different ad- a- avenue and little outlet to get herself out there with the skating and doing like she dances and skates and stuff like that she makes videos and stuff and it got her and skyrocketed now she's on a shade room now she's in snoop dogg's video now she's in all this stuff like that but it's about timing y'all you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's just that all goes back to that people have been doing this stuff for years and people don't understand it's not an overnight thing you're not going to just get rich you're not going to just make this one song and it's going to pop you got to keep going you got to really want this. Just like with y'all radio station, y'all have to really want this to keep going years and years and years before y'all get to the breakfast um, club level, like you said. 
it's going to happen for you. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You're going to have hard days, but that doesn't mean give up. So I would never give up, but I'll never encourage anybody out there, anybody with a dream, I would never give up, never stop. Even when you don't feel loved, even when you don't feel accepted, even when you don't feel like anybody cares or they're listening to or you feel invisible, don't give up. And I want you to know that you're being seen by somebody. It may not be the person that you want to see you, but it's somebody else that can help you as well in a way that you didn't even think you they can help you, you know what I'm saying? Or you thought that can be possible. So don't doubt yourself. Um, don't talk down on others. Um, and it's just like, you got to uplift people because there's enough hate in this world for everybody. Um, and you see that everywhere on social media. You wake up and you see that. Pour out love. That's what we need more of. You know what I'm saying? More than ever. So it's just like for anybody that's out there that has a dream that's listening and be like, man, I've been um, rapping. I've been writing. I know I'm better than this. I know I'm better than this person. Why are they on the radio? Why are they doing this? Your time is coming. Keep going. Don't focus on that. Focus on your craft. That should push you to go harder. That should push your pen to be even like if you're clever with the wordplay, um, clever with your um, um, rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's not working out for you to be a conscious rapper, be more selective when you do your courses to make it fit, you know what I'm saying? The mold of like that crossover appeal, but then in your verses, you really spitting and you really talking about something. So learn within your disappointment. I'll say that. Learn within your disappointment so you can better yourself and better your craft so that you can grow as an artist yourself. You don't know how great you can be because of the hurt that you had. You know what I'm saying? And that's a beautiful thing. And um, when, one, when more people learn that and see that side of the hurt and the pain, I feel it'll be a whole bunch of great artists, great people, great people, business owners and stuff like that, because they won't be concentrating on the negative always. It'll be concentrated on how I can do to progress and be better. So that's my encouragement for everybody. I feel you, man. Some very wise and inspirational words. From I feel good right now, man. I feel motivated. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you, Leroy, always good for a boost, man. Whenever you feel like you've gone through some things, uh, talk to this man. Listen to his music. He's he's gonna, it's gonna yeah. bring you and, up, man. and it's legit too. Because some people be trying to talk that shit, but you know they're they're not really like that in real life. You, you like, nah, dog, you're a piece of shit. So I know you saying, <laughs> you saying this don't even make sense, but Leroy is really like this, though. Yeah, He's really like this in real life, not just in this interview. He's really like this. If you talk, yeah, if my, you talk to him on the street, that's that's how he would talk to you. So, but my thing yeah. is, I want to get that across. It's like, I've been hurt. I've been in that, I've been in position, like I'm still in that position where I like, I need people to look to for encouragement you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i would never want to speak negative because it's like it's people grab onto that and i hear a lot of friends like i saw of one of my friends from college one of the most popular people was thinking about committing suicide this year because of everything happened lost everything and it's just like you don't know what little trigger words you might say to that person you don't know what they're going through yeah they might be have it all, always in the club, happy. Um, the most popular person, have all the followers in the world, always. But you don't know internally what they're going through. So I don't want to ever be that trigger word that causes them to be off the ledge. You know what I'm saying? I always want to be that one that's going to keep them off and be a positive force in their life. 
And cause I've been the one that's been doubting myself and being unhappy. So um, I want to portray the light, you know what I'm saying? So, and light attracts light. So you have to always put light out and it's just a big thing. And I don't want ever don't um, to be um, boosted as something I'm not. And so like that, so it's just, I do it out of love and, and the progression, you know what I'm saying? Of the, of all of us and the people and stuff like that. So I feel all of us are powerful in our own way and we all can really help each other in, in, in some way. And it's little things that we take for granted that we shouldn't take for granted in each other and stuff like that. And I think this year woke me up to a lot to see the power that I have. And, um, I still don't know where God wants me to be. And, um, and that's a beautiful thing because, um, with that, it causes me to explore and do different things, um, pick up, fall down and do everything and still get back up, get up stronger. You get what I'm saying? And, um, for y'all, I hope that's with y'all too. It's just like through this life, we don't, we, we still don't know where we're going to end up and stuff. We have our hobbies and what we do and what we love and music mm-hmm. and stuff like that and talents, but it's just like how we're going to be used in our power and what's going to really um, solidify and solid um, and say, this is what Leroy is known for. This was Figgy and Rocky Rockets known for. That's the beautiful thing, what we trying to get to reach to that. You know what I'm saying? Because you look at actors, some people don't even make it until they're later in life. You know what I'm saying? They become like the biggest stars. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just a beautiful thing for to see the journey. So never be afraid of the journey, everybody. It's that's that's awesome. That's That's the message of this podcast, man. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid of the journey. The journey Mm -hmm. of the journey. I hundred percent agree, man. Shout out to Lizzo and Toby as well. Yeah, you know you're gonna be there too soon, man. So a lot of talent coming out that high school. That's dope. Yeah, Elsie Ailey. Yes, what man? That's <laughs> hilarious. All right, man. So back back to your music, and we'll wrap it up with this, man, because we got to promote you. You got a new single out. So tell the people uh, why they got to stream this song right now. You got me. Tell me, tell them why they should support it, why they should listen to it, and tell them how they're going to feel once they listen to this smooth track. Yeah, it's smooth. That's what it is. It's smooth. Um, <laughs> this song, You Got Me, is real special. Um, it's a love song. Um, you got me wrapped around your finger. Um, I always want to speak about love. I always want to uplift the women and uplift um, relationships and stuff like that, even though I'm single. But it's just, it's a... Uh, a beautiful thing you can write and you can be in the, I'll say that's like acting when it comes to music and different things like that, because you can be whoever you want to be. And this song, it might not touch, it might touch you in a different way than it touched um, somebody else. You get what I'm saying? Figure you listening to it might, you might interpret it away, rock it. You know what I'm saying? Might not even interpret it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just this song, I want you to feel good. It gives you the island feels ready for the spring is ready for the summer. I want you to ride around in your car, um, laid back. Um, I want you to um, envision um, a drink in your hand or envision just you um, vibing out in front of the mirror um, and just um, dancing to the beat. Um, I want it to be an escape for you. Um, you got me is a song that basically it is, is, Simple as that. Just basically saying, you got me. Um, we're not, we shouldn't be afraid to show love. We shouldn't be afraid to show our feelings as men. 
if we feel some way, let the girl know. Don't hide behind the um, social media. Don't hide behind. Um, oh, they're gonna um, assume it already. They don't need. They don't know. They need to know. Sometimes they need to hear those words. You got me wrapped around your finger. It's not saying you're soft. It doesn't mean like um, you're whipped or something like that. But it just means you appreciate her. You appreciate her value. You appreciate um, who she is to you. So I'm gonna do this for you. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like this song talks about that. And I hope this makes everybody feels in their feelings. I call it classic sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a classic gem. It gives you that um that vibe of um um Marvin Gaye. You know okay. what I'm saying? It gives you a vibe of um slow down on um, Bobby Valentino with the little um sounds in the back, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um it's it it's it's I wanted to feel like real R&B and feel like um, R&B that we were missing back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So it's just when you hear this song, it's going to give you that feeling and you need to check it out. It's out now on all streaming platforms. You got me. The album's on the way. And um, I've been working really hard and I want to make y'all proud. Um, Rocket and Figgy. I really do. And um, I know I'm going to make y'all proud. And it's um, a labor of love, but I know it's going to be worth it. And people don't know all the, ooh, it costs so much to be in a studio, y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it costs so much, but shout out to my studio, Baron Studios. Um, I've been recording there since 2008, y'all, 2008. Baron Studios, I've been recording with one place, um, and they're great people. And it's just, I feel free when I record there. I feel like I can, I can do anything in the studio and bring it, any story to life. So I want to shout them out. And... Um, it's just I'm excited for what's coming from this song and the visual is going to take it to another place. And y'all will get to really know and feel what I see. But then you got me. So. I feel you, man. Solid endorsement, solid promotion. And I'll say already, you know, we're already proud of you, man. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't have you on this podcast if you were just a friend. You know, we got plenty of friends that rap and make music, and we ain't going to have the niggas on this podcast. No! You're, you're, you're super talented, man. Uh, you're one of the most talented people in the city right now on your hustle, making good it. music, good classic R&B. And we, we support it. We appreciate it. We're telling our listeners, if y'all fucking with this podcast, you're going to fuck with Leroy's music as well. Uh, wow. A great, great vintage R&B sound with a, some new stuff mixed in. Great. It, it's just good music, man. Y'all going to enjoy it. So check that out. Check out his new single, You Got Me. Album coming yeah. soon. Mm-hmm. Check him out when he performs live again. He does great live performances. Follow him on social media. He is Leroy Cook on Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. And, and and listen to the music, man. Like support our own. We like we've been talking about this whole podcast and all the previous podcasts, man. Yes, yeah. trying to cultivate good Houston talent here, and we got a great Houston talent with us today. So appreciate you for everything you do, man. You know you're welcome on anytime to talk yeah, about. And we gonna so have much. you on for the visual. We gonna have you on for the please, album. please, please. We please. gonna have you on again. I want y'all up. at the release. <laughs> we gonna do it. We gonna do it, man. We gonna do it once, once we all vaccinated. Yeah, we gonna be up in there, man. We gonna do it. Get your shots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Leroy, thank you, thank you again for joining us, man. We gonna do it again. Thanks for having me. You got me out right now. You got me. And I I heard it this morning, and uh, in the words of Jay Prince, it's qualified.
It's qualified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you don't know. We are the official uh, Mob Ties podcast, so we can deem things to be Mob Ties qualified. Oh, and your your single that. is Mob Ties qualified. Man. You up there? Now, so. Hey, that means a lot, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it really does, for real. Yeah, so, so take care, man. Like we said, everybody stream the songs, stream his music. It's all good. Album coming soon. And yeah. we're going to do it again, bro. Stay up and stay blessed. Yes, sir. You did mention you watched the uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle interview with Oprah. Um, what did you think about that? <laughs> I, honestly, I, I don't want to sound insensitive, but I really didn't care. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't care I seen people was talking about it more than the all-star game so that's why I'm like wait a minute I must be missing something there but honestly they they pretty much explained what we already knew about the royal family that they were racist <laughs> and they all are pieces of shit pretty much and um Prince Harry you you could tell he got uh he got some Princess Diana in him not in a disrespectful way, but you could tell he and rebellious. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of like the uh, I don't want to call him a loose cannon, but he's different from them. Like you could tell he's a legit good dude that wanted you know do good in this world instead of being you know the racist piece of shit that their families are. So um, th- that's the stuff I kind of took away from it. And um, Megan is pretty man. <laughs> she's really pretty. She she didn't really have a lot of makeup on or she wasn't really dialed up in this one. But, um, yeah, it's it was a lot of question marks, man. Like, I was wondering, you you I know you love who you love, but somebody like Megan, wh- why why would you stick around <laughs> all that drama like that? Like, it's, it's one thing to stick around when, you know, your significant other got some shitty family. But just with all the racist shit going on, it's like damn, like like is it even like is it even worth sticking around like that? Because a lot of people would have just bounced and said, Hey, you know what? I love you, but I just can't do this with your family. Like and and all the shit they went through. Another thing that was pretty interesting too was um I guess Tyler Perry let them uh, stay at his crib. Yeah, he provided security for them too. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, yeah I, I know we not the biggest Tyler Perry fans, but that's a that's a legit good dude, man. <laughs> like uh, he do a lot. It seemed like he do a lot of stuff from the heart, and a lot of stuff that other people really wouldn't do. So um, they, what they wouldn't help out the Prince of England and the fucking <laughs> and his not, wife. Like not, I, I get no, what Tyler you're saying. No, I get what, I'm just yeah. saying, no t- I, like, out of all people, Tyler Perry. Like he, yeah, like he could, like anybody else could have stepped to the plate, but you know, I, I wouldn't. If you told me somebody was going to provide security for him, I would have never picked Tyler Perry. I, I get what, yeah, I get what you're saying. Just, yeah, I don't think it was like a, uh, you know, nobody would help them but him. Oh no, you know, I think he was just the first to say, "Hey, I'll help you out." Yeah, no, they, they definitely would have got the help, but um, yeah, yeah, just uh, like I just wouldn't expect somebody like him to you know step out there and say hey you could you know i'll look out for y'all yeah i feel you so yeah. i feel you yeah but um yeah outside of that it, it, and the other crazy part is 
they mentioned in that interview how the family was worried how the baby uh baby Archie was mm-hmm. uh, about his skin tone was gonna look too dark or something like that. Mm-hmm. He don't even look dark at all. <laughs> That's kind of scary because like it's one thing, you know, if if you scared of your baby looking pitch black type of thing. And there's a lot of black people that that had that same mindset too. We all grew up with that mindset of wanting a light skinned baby and all this other stuff. But um they had a problem with the baby's skin color and the baby is he damn near white for real. <laughs> so it's just although it's just weird how all that shit was going on and it's now being, you know, it, it's like a light being brought to it now. <laughs> Yeah, and I kind of feel the same way you did. Like, I really didn't empathize or care. You know, these are rich people problems, man. Like, the nerve of them to air this shit after quarantine, after a pandemic. You know, the stimulus hadn't gone out yet. I don't think it had been approved at that point. So it's like, niggas lost their jobs, and now you're going to air the problems of the royal family. You know, like, they they, they got money, man. They're going to be okay. Uh, this is these are problems that are relatable, I guess, to interracial couples. So I guess that that is something that people can relate to. Uh, but one thing I, I got to say this, man, I see a lot of black women coming to the aid of Meghan Markle and, and, and saying, like, you know, I heard somebody. Oh, God, it's awful. tweet <laughs> where, where the, the quote of Malcolm X saying that the black woman is the most unprotected woman in the world. And they posted a picture of Meghan Markle who looked white as fuck (laughs) in that picture. And it's like, man, I don't think she even considers herself black. I know she said she is a mixed or biracial. I don't think she ever called herself black. I don't think the, the trials and tribulations in history of like black people. I don't know how she sees herself, but I don't think she, she identifies as a black woman. So yeah. for black women to be like, this is one of us. I'm like, is it really, man? It's it's I, it, to me, it's a little troubling because it, a, a black woman will mention multiple times how she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, she it seemed like Megan never came across as that way because just just imagine if somebody was in that position. Imagine if somebody like Jasmine or you know Jasmine was in that position that Megan's in right now. She would be like, hey. Like, nah, we seen some racist shit. You know, I'm a black woman, blah, blah, blah. She would give you that black woman vibe. I never really caught that black woman vibe from Megan. And there's no disrespect. I don't like to try to call people out on what they yeah. are. But, uh, and, and it's, it's damn near a can of, it's Pandora's box, honestly, when you try to open mm-hmm. that shit up. But um, I, I, to me personally, I just never got that vibe of, Damn, this is Eve sitting right there, you know, exactly. telling her story. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that, that's a whole other debate about the biracial versus black thing. But, yes, I don't think she's ever identified as a black woman. She says she's biracial. She says she's mixed, but she never said, you know, I'm black. And so there is that. And I, I understand, like, the, the herd of black people, like, we, we go through the same struggles sometimes. So we want to support people when we see them getting fucked up. And gone through some racist shit, but I don't know. I mean, these people are gonna be okay. And, and how the fuck did you not like? Did you really think the royal family would be cool with this, man? Like, given what I know, and I'm not even in England, I don't even know the <laughs> history, but I know they're probably racist. Yeah. Like, come on, like anybody <laughs> could have told you that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that excuses it, 
But at the same time, like you knew what you were getting into and you knew it was going to be challenging. And I understand like that it's fucked up that they're lying on her and saying she's ruining the family and doing all this stuff. But like, look, man, I expected them to act like this because they're a bougie ass, rich, likely racist family. And like I, nothing, like I, I just it, it was hard for me to empathize, man. Honestly, man, I I feel for the depression that she went through. I feel for the mental issues she struggled with because I understand that, and that sucks to deal with. But you know, you you chose this lifestyle, man. Like you knew you had to know on some on some level it was going to be very difficult being a biracial woman in this historically white family. So. Yeah. That's why. Was, that's why. That's why I said I ain't want to question the love. Maybe they really love each other that much, where they they rather go through that shit than to, or, or he rather leave the royal family than mm-hmm. to, you know, do something like that. But I, a lot of people would have just bounced, man. A lot of people, I didn't bounced out of relationships, like man, <laughs> for much less. I yeah, know. like nah, your mom is tripping. Your family is tripping. Like I'm cool. Like I ain't got time to do that. Maybe it's because I didn't love that person that much, but like to me, I think of I think a black woman with a bounce, man. Yeah, <laughs> a, a black woman like uh, uh-uh, I'm, I'm I'm not dealing with this racist shit, and ma- maybe that's why he decided to leave. Maybe he said, "Hey, I give it, I I would give this up for you. Like we can move somewhere else. Fuck them." But um, I just think, man, it seems like that's just way too much to be going through. <laughs> I agree, man. So it was hard for me to care. Like, like I said, I feel for her and what she went through, but it was hard for me to empathize or sympathize because I don't know. I mean, people people got real problems in this world, man. Like that, I, I don't feel that is being the war- most unlivable situation to have to leave the royal family. And they they got all this opportunity already. I know they got to deal with Spotify. Like they're doing all these TV shows and projects and podcasts, so they gonna be okay, man. Regardless if they if they get help from the royal family or not, because they always gonna have a a, a spot. You know, Beyonce gonna have her at her. Like there there's gonna be a community that always involves them in America. They gonna be good in America, man. So yeah, what's they the, gonna be okay? What's the obsess- obsession with the royal family? I never understood that, man. It's like, always like, been, man. Like, for me, as a black man, like, I never cared about that. Like, even when they got, before, I think before they even got married, it, it was a couple other princes or whoever it was. And it seemed like pe- the world just stopped and people focus on that. Like, oh, Prince Harry and so-and-so or Prince so-and-so is walking into the mall. And mm-hmm. it's just like, who cares? <laughs> like, like, that... Like I'd rather pay attention to the president <laughs> over yes. them because it's like they like I don't know they, they they don't like it's not like they you gotta follow the laws through them like it like they to me they ain't they, they have no power they're powerless man yeah. it's just a yeah. I just I don't get it man I I ain't want to be out there you know tweeting about it like man why do y'all care about this but yeah why I do don't, y'all care I don't about understand this? it. It's been going back since I was a kid. I still remember watching Princess Diana's funeral. It was live. It was super early in the morning. And because of the time difference, and it was fucking crazy, man. Like, I'd never seen a funeral look like that, dog. It was a fucking Elton John playing a new song that he wrote just for the funeral. Damn. It was fucking crazy, man. <laughs> uh, 
and I never really understood the obsession. I, I guess it's like the fairy tale aspect of you know we have princes and princes and, and queen and the kid. Like it is very there's a fairy tale aspect to it that I think people connect to because you know everybody wants to be a prince, everybody wants to be a princess or a yeah. duchess or whatever they call it. So. Yeah. I, want, I, I think it comes from that, but yeah. I want to get a I want to get a black dude from England on to kind of sp- <laughs> explain his point of view because I want to do black do black people over there feel the same way when it comes to like Qu- Queen Elizabeth and all this other shit. I I wonder what's their point of view on on this. Do they care? We need we need John Boyega. He'll be real about it, man. <laughs> we need somebody like a John Boyega. Uh, Idris uh, Idris might be too. Too yeah. bougie. He might he might agree with them, but yeah, he older. Yeah, I, I we, wonder somebody like Franklin from um, <laughs> Snowfall. <laughs> yes, so I'm one of the young dudes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get it either, man. But it is what it is. I don't think it's going anywhere. People are super invested now since Megan's in there. So yeah. we'll see where it goes. Um, other things that happened this week: uh, a boogie with the hoodie broke up with his longtime girlfriend Ella Bands. <laughs> Did you see, I didn't know who did Ella you, Bands is. I had no idea either, but did you see the post? I'm I, looking at it right now, man. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Okay, is this... So, okay, so, as much... Oh, go ahead. I was going to read it. As much... Uh, I guess this is what A Boogie said. Yeah. He said, as much as I don't want to admit it, I don't deserve you, Slay by Yella. You have a beautiful long life ahead of you, and I don't want to be the reason you're not happy. Be free, go what you truly want to be. I've used that line too. And that's when I don't want to be with a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I say, hey, you do what's best for you and you be free because I'm not good enough. I'm like, nah, I just don't want you, girl. Uh, <laughs> so, what? okay. At the bottom is her re- response to it. Okay. And then she came back on Twitter and she said, one thing I hate is when people view me as something that I'm the complete opposite of. One thing, like why they try to bleep out these words when you can see what the word is. She says, one thing a nigga can never stop me from is having a voice. I'm going to always say how I feel, whether you like it or not, which means she was whining all the time. Yeah. Uh, Just going back to that post, that picture, um, she responded to that. So she said, LMAO, we talked about this in real life, and it was my idea. I don't know why he coming on Instagram like he's setting me free. Boy, go to hell. <laughs> so I I, uh, I thought this was hilarious because I think I feel like we all did that at some point. Was fronting like, hey, I know, um, I know you don't I know I don't deserve you. And we, we then got that line off at one point. That's hilarious, man. I mean, it it might who who knows who like it might have been more mutual than that. Like, cause everybody wants to, at the end of a relationship, everybody wants to think they're the good guy. Mm-hmm. So there's that man. Nobody wants to come off looking weaker. So you, you never really hear about somebody saying, well, he left me or she left me. It's just like, nah, it didn't work out. <laughs> That's usually what it says, but that is kind of funny, man. Yeah. What was uh, the, what was the worst thing you said to your, um, uh... To like a girlfriend in the breakup, as far as like how he did, like oh, I I, I know I don't deserve you or any anything's on uh, among those lines. What is something you said? 
Man, I, I can't really say. What was the like, softest thing? Kind of, what was the craziest thing you did as far as like wildest shit? As far as the like, way I broke up with my girl was kind of crazy. Like it was kind of kind of fucked up, and I, I don't know if no, I should no, say. No, it no, again. no, not the not the fucked up ways, but the um, a, a situation where she broke up with you or she, she didn't want to do it, and you like, dang, because my what I did one time. It, it, I wouldn't even count this as like the number one thing I ever did, but like the times where uh, this girl wasn't talking to me, I'm like, man, this has been the longest three days of my life. Yeah. My life is just so different now. Like, can you please talk to me? I was, I kind of went down that road to try to get this, this girl back. Oh, damn. <laughs> I usually, I usually just go on to the next one, man. Like I, I'm a ghoster. So like when it's over, like there's never usually a resolution unless it's like a long time girlfriend and we got to talk about it. But if we was just dating a little bit and then it just ended, I don't, I don't, there's been a lot of relationships I've had where it's just, we, it, it was never officially over. We just stopped talking. Mm. And so that is what it is. I've been blocked a few times too. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I can't even say anything back if I wanted to. So Damn. that that is funny though. Hey, Boogie going out sad, man. You <laughs> a new album out or something. Uh, other things happening this week. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Cam, wait, Cameron has a new product, Pink Horsepower. Oh, yeah, those dick pills. Yeah, I, what the fuck was did, going on with Cameron? Did man? you see? I meant to bring that shit up last month. I forgot to bring it up because we probably had way more shit to talk about. But did you see what the shit he was promoting? <laughs> and how he I, was I know he, I know he had like this white neighbor that he was fucking with for a while. And uh, he he I saw one video of him like spanking her as hard as he could a few months back. And I guess he he put on his live like him actually smashing his girl. Yeah. And I did see that. And then he had like I guess he has a new product like he's dick pills. Basically, he was promoting all that. He was promoting the product Pink Horsepower, which is yeah enhancement. So well, number one, why why is see that's how you know this nigga getting old. Like, why is he doing the pink thing again, man? Why why is he doing the pink thing? Number one, they got the picture of him in this photo looking super crusty with a a pink coat on next to a pink car, and it's like, dog, you caught this shit corny when everybody else started doing it, and you dropped the pink. Why is he going back to the pink? I don't get that part. But yeah, he's making dick pills now called Pink Horsepower 2.0. Um, okay. How would how would a man even buy this? Like, well, <laughs> how yeah. would you feel buying dick pills with Cameron's name on it, man? I, it's funny because it's so Cameron. Like nobody else could do this but Cameron. Like just think, just look back at all the shit he then created or he tried to put out. Like, remember he tried to do the cape? He had the yes. cape. <laughs> like, all of this shit, all of this shit just makes so much sense for Cameron, man. Like, I think he was, I think he was, uh, I want to say he might have been coming up with some toilet paper at some point. Yeah. But, like, all the shit that he do, it. It's so camera, man. I'm not even surprised. I, if it was somebody else, I would be. I'd probably laugh and be like, "Man, this dude is goofy." But 
Like, this makes so much sense because it's Cameron. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that That is a very Cameron thing to do. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he he he's going out sad ever since he broke <laughs> up with his girl, man. Because this girl is is not she doing her up thing. to yeah. But uh, I don't know. It is it is very Cameron, like you said. But also, Cameron is old now, man. Like how 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 long are you gonna be doing fuckery like this, man? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess he's just always gonna be the Cameron we know and love. Um, other things going on. The baby sampled this fucking song too. I don't want to talk about that. You want to hear a snippet of it? Yeah, fucking go ahead. <laughs> I was in a good mood, so I might as well ruin it. The <laughs> baby is sampling Mark Your Morrison. Me, hmm? the one for your auntie, the one that look like something, not the other. Let me take a shot of something. I ain't really coming for no wishes, but I'm popping on them. No, I got a Glock or something. Return of the mat, then they came back with M's and diamonds on them. Now the niggas them die, can see in my eyes, I done lost all kind of homies. Got too many whips, I need a bigger garage and someone to drive it for me. That's a lot of my life to get this shit that don't mean shit. Spending all that time to impress that bitch ain't in your bitch. He manifests to take the pics in front of my whip. It's okay to dream, my nigga. It's okay to pull up in that Honda like a beam, my nigga. Just keep it clean, my nigga. It's okay to work, my nigga. It's players who clock in every day and wear that shirt, my nigga. The gyms and work, juice. my nigga. It's okay to be normal, nigga. This fame shit be lame. Wish I could switch places with you, but keep the money. It ain't the same. Wish I could kick with my big brother. You don't know the pain shit. That was exactly why I was hustling like I did this shit in vain. Wish I was waking up to my kids every single day. My mama damn sure supposed to be talking to no bread. My niece damn sure supposed to be growing up with that trauma on their brain, but stick together through the sunshine and the rain. Cause all you really got. Okay, okay. Now, I, I actually like that one, man. That's to me, that at least he flipped it somehow. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't the exact same type of hook and all this other shit. He didn't he didn't just take the sample and throw a 808 on it, man. Like he he didn't just loop the same thing, the same song over and over. Like and then like it's a different kind of song. You yeah. know, where it seems like the G Easy version was just them trying to remake the same song. Mm-hmm. But this song, like, uh, see, that's how you do a sample, man. Like, I'm cool with that. You know, I'm cool with you just taking the basic melody, making a a, a, a whole new beat with it, uh, having a different flow on it. Um, <laughs> and then the lyrics were actually kind of mature for the baby too, man. I, yeah. that, that took me by surprise. Yeah, so it was a very, very, very more mature. I say, well, is that the whole song? No, like no, nah, he was actually just freestyling it. So I don't. Oh, that was a freestyle. He, n- not freestyle, but um, he was playing the beat in the background. Okay, and he was like so, rapping to the camera. So was it like an official song he's gonna release or just? I guess, I guess it was a tease. I guess. It was, oh, okay. It was a tease. I, I, yeah. I'll say it's qualified, man. I like that song. Qualified. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that made my day a little bit better. What say you, man? Are you are, do you approve of that? I'm cool with that, man. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 different than you know just doing what G Easy did, but uh, I I, res- I respect that more because he's not just taking the whole song and throwing like you said throwing the eight oh eight under it. Like at least he flipped it a little bit. He made it him. Like I wasn't thinking about Return of the Mac song. <laughs> So I, I respect that. I, I respect that. that. That's where hip hop started. Just sampling. Yeah, I fuck with it, man. I'm actually cool with that. If he drops that song, I'll actually probably listen to it and not be disgusted. <laughs> so there is that. Um, 
I forgot to talk about new releases, man. Did you hear the Benny the Butcher and Harry Fraud project? I, uh, it was actually a song. They dropped a song. Oh, okay, a song. Yep. Okay, song, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was pretty solid, man. I I, I enjoyed the song. It, it's it's funny because I never really have a big takeaway from a, a Griselda project or a song. It's always consistent. It's pretty much the same. It's it's never like a oh they stepped outside the box on this one or oh like like it's never like a, a deep dive into a, a Benny yeah. the Butcher project or song. It's it's always solid, man. I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's a cool cool little collaboration they got. So. I'm gonna check that out, and of course, there was a the check out the new single by Leroy Cook. You got me. Talked yeah. about that with him as well. So I, I seen a weird stat on. Uh, I, I I love the hip hop stats. I don't know if mm-hmm. you follow hip hop by the numbers on Twitter, but they be throwing out some cool little stats. Of, uh, you know, some Drake. They I think they throw out some Drake stats last week and all that. But I seen a weird stat on Benny the Butcher, and I want to say uh, I forgot the other guy's name. Uh, Benny the Butcher and uh, shit, the, uh, one of the guys from Griselda, but the Conway. Conway, I think Conway was the oldest artist to um, debut um, in the Hot 100 or something like that. Oh wow! And I think he's like I, I want to say he's like 38. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, that was his. And I want to say it's his first entry at age 38. So I I, um, I thought that was pretty cool. A lot of people feel like it's an age, which I think it is an age where you know you probably should give it up. <laughs> but for him being thirty eight and finally breaking into that top one hundred or whatever that chart was, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty dope. And Benny the Butcher was like, I want to say he was the second oldest at thirty five. <laughs> oh wow! So um, yeah, it, it shows you that this this crew is older. <laughs> you know what I mean, but. You see how long they've been grinding, and now we see it's paying off. <laughs> yeah, and it also speaks to sticking to what you know and what you're best at, man. They never tried to go pop. They never tried to go mainstream. And I'm sure their career goals was never to break into the top 100. Mm-hmm. But, you know, by sticking to what they do and making good music, you know, people people are attracted to that, and it paid off for them. So congratulations to that whole crew, man doing big things this year already so very very good to hear all right man bring in anita we need the anita there we go okay 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 i'd like to thank y'all once again for listening to the smooth sounds of the gems and juice podcast i'd like to thank our special guest our brother our brother uh leroy cook for coming through make sure you stream his new single you got me Available on all streaming platforms. A very good song. Gonna make you feel good. Um, get you in the mood tonight when you get that stimmy check and y'all get all all freaky on y'all vacations. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yes. A shout out to Leroy Cook. Follow him on social media and check out that new single he got out. Uh, congratulations to Israel Santos, our second winner of the Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds. Stay tuned. Next week, we giving away more. You got two more chances this month, so enter all you got to do again. You have to like the post on Gems and Juice Podcast Instagram, the contest post. Then you have to be following Tab Tech LLC, and you have to be subscribed to the Gems and Juice Podcast YouTube page. That's it. You will be entered into a drawing to win 
a pair of Samsung Galaxy Live earbuds sponsored by TabTech. Sponsored by TabTech. Oh, there they are. They are Figgy approved. They are Figgy approved, which is all you need to know about the quality. <laughs> MJ Prince approved. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, check that out. Um, brought to you by TabTech, TabTech LLC, uh, TabTechOnline.com. Check that out for all your phone buying, accessory buying needs. Um, anything else, Figgy? Shout out to Jasmine again, doing work behind the scenes. Gonna have her on again soon. Yep. That's it. All right, man. So, for Leroy, for Figgy, I'm Ron Rocket. We get the Ginger Juice Podcast, and we out. Let the secrets of love.